Yes, sir. Time to crank out the big, the bottom, and the boom. Shakalakas, baby. We are the sports brew. I am the captain. And no, we are not dead. Elvis has not left the building. We are the sports brew. We have just been on summer break, man. Beaching it up, bearing it up, and looking at Mark on Skype, definitely bearding it up. <laughs> I think Lord of the Rings called, man. They want their, they want their, like, what is it? Not a troll. They want their orc. No, not an orc. What's the other Hobbit. thing? Hobbit. No, not, no, no. The Hobbits don't have beards like Mark. No. Although dwarf. he does. He does like second breakfast. There you go, dwarf. That's the word I was looking for. I haven't seen you in so long. I forgot what you actually were. No, that's. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, man, it, it's great, dude. I tell you, it's been a hell of a summer. We've had a lot going on, and uh, yeah, quite frankly, it's nice to see everybody again. Uh, we don't have the full crew in tonight, but you know, uh, Shannon, the Twitter Terminator McGuffin, is here. Uh, our <laughs> our uh, groom, our man that is getting ready to seal the deal. Uh, getting married in a couple of months is here. We had a good time at the bachelor party, so it's nice to kind of you know get back together, hang out a little bit, uh, have some refreshing beverages, and crank this ish hose up. Uh, you know, Shannon, the other week actually McGuffin came over, and we were going to do a podcast, and uh, I had done this basement renovation, man. So we had ripped everything out. We did new carpet. I totally blown out the, uh, you know, had to take everything out of the basement. So the the downstairs living room and then my office, which Lord knows looked like an absolute. I mean, Sanford and Son would have been impressed by how much stuff, <laughs> by how much stuff was in the office. They really would have been. I, every time I walked in the door, I just needed to play, and it would have been about perfect. Uh, you but you know, out, man. I'm telling you, man. Do I have Sanford and Son? I bet you I do. And if I don't, I'll find it on YouTube. Oh man, really? I just looked up Sanford and Son. And I don't have it in Winamp. That's a lie. <laughs> that's okay we'll go youtube version <laughs> sanford and son theme song that's what we need yeah so we had to get all the junk out man and uh i did and we put new carpet down and then matt uh busted up my radiator <laughs> <laughs> as he would all hercules on my pipes uh that's okay we got that fixed now nah, uh, matt was helpful he helped me rip out the old carpet but uh yeah look man it, it's it's great down here and as shannon can attest to Dude. All of a sudden, actually, I, f- I totally forgot, man, that we actually have a guest room because I have a futon <laughs> in the office that's not that now is not covered in Mount Trashmore. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had my rock. I mean, look, dude, I had rock band drums, rock band guitars. I had clothes. I had computer parts. I had bins. I had paperwork. And it had just become like a gigantic repository of all the things that I was just I, it was just overloaded with stuff. And uh, so it's nice to kind of reset the room and reset everything and then set it back up. But anyway, when McGuffin was here, we were going to you know, kind of get our toes, you know, dip our toes back in the water and, and do a, uh, hey, we're back podcast. And everything didn't work. <laughs> the soundboard didn't work. And then it, the mics didn't work. And then the loopback audio didn't work. And then we we could hear each other. But there was I'd play songs and it came through the speakers instead of the soundboard. I was like. That's like when we first did, like when we first recorded and we set a table up and we had the mics on these mic stands and like 2012 all over again, yeah, 2011, whatever the hell year it was. And we turned the (laughs) the stereo up, like the speakers up so the mics would pick them up. And uh, I remember Sarah getting pissed. She's like, how many times are you going to play that song or that soundbite? Why do I keep hearing the fail horn in the middle of the night? You know what I mean? Because we had, that's just the way that it was set up. Uh, And it's it's just, you know, anyway, so it turned into a gigantic big fail and uh, I got all of that fixed. 
obviously, because we're here tonight. I got all that fixed. And and now we're going to dip our toes. Oh, I, we had another night we were going to try to record, and I got like totally knocked out by some curly fries. Apparently, I have some hidden mystery food allergy, and somewhere in curly fries, that's what does me in, because it, it knocked me the hell I could barely talk. <laughs> I, was trying to read a, I was trying to read a story to Logan, a bedtime story, and I was like, wah, 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 wah. I felt like the teacher in Charlie Brown. It was terrible. So anyway, we're back. We're all alive. I mean, you know, I think Whitfield has enough brain activity we can consider him to be alive, but we're we're all still good, and clearly we have we have the jokes. Uh, we haven't forgotten how to be ridiculous and how to have a good time. So, uh, anyway, it's it's great to be back. And Mark, I'm afraid you lost that bet. You took the over on the intro, and you know what? I nailed that sucker out of the gate. I'm I'm, I'm happy to give it up to you on that one. You did, oh. you did. Out of the gate, bro. Yeah, it's football season, so I said over under two and a half takes on getting it the intro, and boom. Yeah, that's right. Cat uh, crush one first time. That was motivation for him. That's right, man. Kirk Cousins knows. But anyway, look, man, let's go ahead and do this right. We're going to get him in here, man. We got to go ahead and do it. So you know what? I'm trying to think. What should I give Shannon, man? God, let's do it. Let's do fun, man. Yeah, how about that, buddy? That's right. Shannon the Twitter Terminator McGuffin. What's up, brother? Oh, brother, man. Oh, finally back to podcast. We're yeah, it's finally good. back. It's good, isn't it? Oh, man. <laughs> well, welcome back, bruh. I'm glad to be back, man. I, I, I'm, I am not one-fisting it. I am not double-fisting it. I am triple-fisting it tonight. I think there's a there's a Pornhub channel for that or something. That, <laughs> I don't. This is a family podcast, McGuffin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize. Really, Shannon needs a different theme song. I'm a little bit worried about that. <laughs> nah, man, I got me three drinks. I'm I'm all fi- I'm all fired up for tonight. I man. thought you were using a different F word there. I was like, really out of the gate? Oh my god, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, Shannon's triple fisting and out of control. What is going hey, on, man? It, it is an F at Friday. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we used to like to call them a freestyle Friday. I think that's a better better choice of F word is freestyle, it, free, freestyle well, Friday. After the week we've all had, I think it's an F at Friday. Dude, dude, it's been a rough week, bro. It's been a, <laughs> it's been it's, a rough it's, week. It's been a rough week. There's no <laughs> doubt. So, well, look. Uh, we also would have recorded earlier, except that uh, I think Ryan Lochte actually left Mark <laughs> over in Rio, <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> there, there was D Stat man hanging out with with his boys. Uh, because if you didn't know this, uh, diving not only do, did you have diving in the Olympics, Mark actually went over to Rio uh, for platform diving. He thought there was a cannonball competition. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Totally got robbed, man. I would have I would have paid good money to see uh, D-Stat do a cannonball. Uh, well, I don't know how high those platforms go. Whatever the biggest platform is, if Mark could have erupted for a cannonball off of that, uh, that would have been the my favorite Olympic moment, period. That would have been glorious. But no. Uh, so we had some issues, some technical difficulties, some uh, uh, curly fried knockout nights. and But here we are. So uh, By the way, Mark, uh-oh. I think you would have taken the gold for a biggest splash. <laughs> I think you're probably right. He's he's a gold medal cannonballer, man. There is no doubt of that. Absolutely. So anyway, and you know what he would have done upon entry into the pool? What's that? He would have dropped a woo. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready to hit your cue, brother? Yes, sir. All right, three, <laughs> brew and fun, baby. <laughs> woo! 
That's right. Woo. <laughs> so, yeah, he would have hit the pool and he would have dropped a woo, and then he probably would have dropped a poo. Well, now they know. <laughs> let me poop, let me poop. Can't hold it in anymore. What do you think? What's the over under on that, Mark? <laughs> more over, more under. More over. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably because you would have sent the glittering, stinky poop bomb from runedays.com. Rune <laughs> working on a sponsorship with them? I don't know. I, you know what? If there's anybody that we should have a partnership with, and it's completely not sports-related in any capacity, but runedays.com, home of the glitter, the glitter everywhere bomb, the spring-loaded glitter bomb, the box of annoying sand, and, of course, one of uh, our personal favorites, uh, the the gummy the gummy schlongs uh, with the message eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that you can get uh, I don't know that you can get any better than that. That's pretty that's pretty fantastic. But the smelly poop in a box, um, I think you'd really have to uh, want to drop some hate on somebody to not only send them smelly poop in a box, but to add the glitter feature to the smelly poop in a box. And Mark, were you telling me they have an exploding glittery smelly poop in a box? Uh, spring loaded, spring spring loaded, it's currently, smelly. It's current, currently sold out. Oh, oh no. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, it, that just means they're, they're, uh, they can send some butt hurt care packages out <laughs> to, to make it up, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is. If you've never seen it, it really is a uh, very entertaining. It's uh, RuneDays.com, and they do have some I, I, despicable things on there. I'm just like, do people actually order this? Uh, the, the glitter everywhere envelopes and the glitter bomb seems pretty, they all seem pretty harmless. I, I don't know that I would cross the bridge to actually send poop to anybody. I'm not sure about that. However, they do, they also have a glitter cleanup cloth. So they can help you like drop hate on people and then, you know, help them clean it up too, which is pretty fantastic. Spring loaded smelly poop bomb. That's just ruthless. Sold out. How much does that thing cost? Oh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't have a price. If you are enough, I like this this description though. If you are enough of an asshole to really send a spring loaded box of <laughs> poop to somebody, send us an email at irunedays.com for possible employment. That is so ridiculous. <laughs> I just can't. I don't know, man. But the 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 gummy, <laughs> the gummy, uh, the gummy nos is pretty funny. Anyway. Look, guys, it's great to see you again. It's great to uh, kind of round things back up in a form and, and kind of get the sports boot cranked back up. Uh, we've ha- had a very nice summer break. I certainly enjoyed that. Obviously, I, you know, uh, my wife and I had our second second baby, second child. So uh, she turned three months yesterday, and she's very cute. And she cries less now, and she sleeps more now, which is a, like a win all across the board. <laughs> so uh, it, it's it's been a good summer, man. I've I've had a good summer. I'm back to work, uh, and you know, back getting back in the daycare groove and all that kind of stuff. And family time's been nice. I know I enjoyed it. Sarah enjoyed it. Uh, but it's kind of nice to get back into the groove. I'm totally ready for some football, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, the season cranking up. And I'm just kind of glad we're back, man. So we have a lot of latitude with what we can do tonight. We're kind of BSing around a bit uh, pre-podcast, and we have tons of options, man. It's the old summer rewind and some of the things that uh, – not drilling down really heavy into some of the stories, but it's just kind of like things that – like I was joking around saying, God, you know, 
uh, obviously having a kid have been like you know super busy and 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 oh my god for anybody that uh you know if you didn't realize it let me just tell you now like one kid pretty manageable with two people that second kid that's a major curveball to time man mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a major curveball oh, to your yeah. free time so it, it's it's definitely been an adjustment it's great it it don't get me wrong it's fantastic but it's definitely a, a major adjustment to time uh time management so we'll see how that plays out over the course of the uh, the football season and the sports brew podcasting season. <laughs> uh, we might have some curveballs thrown at us, but that you know that's okay. Um, but it was like, okay, well, you know what? I, obviously, I've been you know super busy with certain things. So, you know, if you were going to be like, hey, man, you've been checked out for a month or, or two, or you've been super busy, you know, welcome back to Sportsland. What would be like, you know, if you haven't seen somebody all summer, one of your best friends, and you caught up, and you'd be like, dude check out x y and z you know what are the like the two or three things that you would absolutely have to tell somebody about whether it was the olympics or football or you know gymnastics whatever man you know dis- uh, you know random hands rolling up on beaches locked to being an idiot i mean you know it's like what would be the the big takeaways from the the sports summer that you'd be like i have to tell you about and maybe it's your favorite thing maybe it's your worst thing but it just stands out in your head uh, so as we kind of get back into the groove, we obviously are going to touch on the NFL, uh, Bridgewater, Romo. Um, little, we'll certainly talk about a little bit about the Colts, a little bit about the Redskins, a little bit about um, you know the Giants and some things looking forward, and maybe some of our hopes and expectations for the season. Uh, we'll probably do a, something a little bit more formal with NFL kind of chatter uh, next week, and we might even do it when we have the you know the, the kickoff game to talk about, and we'll you know do it the following night. And, <coughs> Uh, kind of, you know, have some of our fun projections for the season and go from there. But uh, all kidding aside, before we get like crazy heavy duty into any like major stories, um, going back to that, if there was one thing, a couple of things you said, dude, I know you've been busy the past couple of months, man, but I haven't seen you. It's great to catch up. Let me tell you about X, Y, and Z. What would you want to tell me about, Mark? Well, I've got two. I'm trying to figure out a third. Uh, I'll go ahead and say. But if you only just, have two, that's okay. Oh yeah, um, um, I could come up with three. I got many, but but the two, the, the first two that popped my brain. Uh, one is directly sports. One is sports adjacent. But I, I think the biggest, like, oh my god, summer sports moment to me was Lochte, and and just just in terms of significance, just in terms of somebody who you know represents the U.S. and on the global scale. <laughs> For you know, a huge event, a huge moment, and does something that's just, just completely brain dead, nonsensical idiocy. I imagine that you know anybody who's actually listening listening to us probably knows the details. So I don't even know if we have to rehash it, but it just 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 stunning, just stunningly <laughs> stupid and embarrassing. So I, if anybody was, yeah, needed needed a recap of you know, <laughs> to what to me was probably the most significant in terms of appearance yeah, moment of the sports world that would be it <laughs> well you know well, well michael phelps robbed uh robbed enough gold medals from the guy i suppose um the the short form is that lochte said he and three other american swimmers had been pulled over by armed men calling themselves police officers and that one of them put a gun against his head before taking essentially robbing them that was like the the original kind of short form of it and then obviously all these things started coming out it, this video that video you know, he gets out of the country, and then, well, before that, you know, he's inter- interviewed on the beach. I forget, was it Billy Bush or whatever? He's interviewed yeah. on the beach, talks about the story. <laughs> the story blows up. I mean, just absolutely blows up, man. 
And then, you know, it starts getting fishy and starts getting crazy and all this weirdness starts happening. Then we got video and then it's in a you know, bathroom and they're defacing a bathroom and then they're out just drunk and then they're partying and then you hear this thing. And then Al Roker is going off on Ryan Lochte. I mean, mm-hmm. it just it morphed into an absolutely crazy story. It was just, it just nuts. That was one of the weirdest stories of the whole summer. And the thing that's sad about it is if is if he had been smart enough or together with it enough to just say, hey, man, you know what? We were out. We were being rowdy. Uh, and you know some security guards. They had some guns. Look, man, we, I ripped a poster off a wall. I, maybe you know for whatever. I was drunk. I was being funny. I just needed to pee. Whatever, you know. Uh, they had some guns. They said we had to pay for it. So I got gave them money. I got the hell out of there. <coughs> you know, I felt threatened. You know, there's a lot of different ways he could have told the story and been pretty factual. And people would have been like, Yeah, dude, I know you were out being a you know being a little rowdy, and being a little dumb, but that's pretty freaking crazy. Feel bad for you. Uh, you know, but it's a bad look no matter how you slice it, but people would have been way more empathetic as as opposed to what it turned into. And God bless. Can they please stop having that guy do interviews? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, you know, hey, <laughs> he's done his work in the pool. Good for him. Um, he's definitely better in magazine print ads. <laughs> Let me tell you PR people, marketing people. Ryan Lochte, plenty of women love how he looks. <laughs> but that man should do us all a favor and stop doing interviews. <laughs> Unless yes. it's just for comedy, you know, comedic relief. <laughs> I'll tell you what, dude. I have sat near women when they see a gorgeous man. And the one thing that they have mostly said is just shut up and just sit there and look beautiful. <laughs> just don't talk, man. Just don't talk. Don't talk. Just shut up. Just, just, just sit stop. there and look great. <laughs> so Ryan Lochte... Print print ads are where you need to stay. <laughs> no, no reality show, none of that. Nope. Uh, it, it's a bad idea. Um, you know, although you know, here, the thing that's kind of like really rando, and I, I'd almost totally forgotten about this. Get off my well, not not, <laughs> not 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 that not that not that part. Get out of my pool. <laughs> get off my lawn and get off my hair. Um, his hair was was atrocious. I did think it was funny. Like as soon as he's like doing interviews, like back in the states, like he looks normal again. He doesn't have. I stuck my toe in a you know electrical outlet hair. Uh, here I'm looking for it. But you know I'm thinking like like what would Ryan Lochte do, right? Like, I mean he had, like if he had a show and the Olympics were somewhere else, or you know if he got caught doing something, like he's throwing everybody under the bus. And I'm like, dude, oh my god, what would Ryan Lochte do? I absolutely know. Boss and cars. Should we blame the government or blame society? Or should we blame the images on TV? <laughs> no, blame Canada! Blame Canada! Blame Canada! I mean, right? Yes. yes. I mean, that's like the perfect. I can't believe, and I, I haven't thought about that song or South Park in forever. I know that's still on, but. You know, my era of watching South Park was like 10 plus years ago. Um, so it's not something I follow with any regularity. Uh, occasionally there's an episode that's like so rando, you know, or so weird. I might, you know, watch parts of it, but it's just, it's not high on my like radar these days. So it's just really random that I thought of it. I'm like, oh my God, it's like freaking perfect, dude. That guy. <laughs> Blame Canada. Anyway, so stupid, but uh, well, incredible. Played. Yeah, but just stay quiet, stay in print. <laughs> I don't know how much money he costs himself. 10 million, 15 million, 20 million, who knows. And uh but look, if me undies can Who was that dude from the Cowboys that stole the cologne? <laughs> if that guy can get endorsements, Lockheed, Randall? <laughs> was it was it? I don't know. I have to look it up. 
Joseph uh, Randall, yeah. Yeah. The, the dude like the did, underwear and the cologne. <laughs> yeah, and he ended up getting like a Me Undies endorsement or whatever. Uh, I'm sure that Lottie can get some other endorsements, but just do us all a favor. Don't do any more interviews. Stay, stay off the airwaves. Uh, they, I don't know who it was, man. I, I'd have to look up a video, but there's that one classic uh, interview. It was, it was a morning show, I think, and he was on there talking to him, and the host just started cracking up. It's amazing. It was after he was blocked, he was gone. But uh, yeah, I think I mean I, yeah, I actually watched it recently with yeah. with, with Megan because she hadn't seen it before. Uh, they they stumped him by like asking him like, you know, if a girl were to approach him, what would he want her to say to like win him over? He didn't have any. He had no response. He just kind of sat there stone faced for like ten seconds, and afterwards they're like, "How did that stump him? How is that a challenging question?" <laughs> um, he doesn't and, need any words. You know what I mean? Uh, he and, needs and, a- and also, you know, because I think they were kind of trying to insinuate, like, you know, how, how do you stay, you know, doing this show? Like, clearly you're going out drinking and partying all the time. Right. Like, how do you stay, you know, focused on on swimming and and, and swimming shape? And, and he said, I, "I've always lived by this mantra." I'm not going to get it word for word, but basically, I think he said, yeah, you know, "Be this, be the same man in the morning that you were at night." <laughs> what? Oh, that, that yeah. Doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. What are you? What? That's not a, that's, what um, does that mean? Lo- Lochteisms. They're they're very dangerous. Clearly, there, there's there's not a lot of brain cells there, and, and you know, being the the dumb dumb jock was one thing, but being a you know a criminal basically is a whole other thing, and and that's. Oh, it just makes me sad and angry, and I, I, I hate I hated the interview uh, where he just kept on saying, you know, just just repeatedly, and, and I get it, I'm not stupid, but I, I get why he was doing it, but just continually saying, um, so clearly the the story was was I, I over exaggerated, I over exaggerated, I, I, he he kept saying either that or something similar because yeah. he just wouldn't say lie, yeah. and I and I understand that that's I'm sure what he was coached to say, but. Uh, it's just despicable. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, he, he definitely. I mean, the, 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 mainly, it bothers me the, the suffering yeah. that his teammates have and are going to have to continue to go through because of what dude, he, decision dude, he dude. That's that's like the one bro that like just just doesn't care about his other bros and just leaves right. you. He totally shafted his buddies. Oh, oh dude, I mean, when, he when, totally when he was, shafted his buddies. He was asked directly, like you know, whatever amount of money that you know his you know, teammate had to pay just to like you know get. You know, be able to you know fly back. Like, yeah, you, eleven you, grand. You, yeah, he's like, do do you believe that you know that you were responsible for that? And he's just like, you know, well, you know, there, there's there's definitely been repercussions for all of us. And he's just, yes, just say yes. <laughs> like, I yeah. did. I, just I, I own was, it, man. Just yeah. own it. Yeah. Well, it, some of that's just the you know PR damage control and spin and all that kind of stuff. I mean, look, he blew it. And again, I think if he had been forthright from the beginning. Uh, the story still would have been huge, but he wouldn't have looked like an idiot. And right. I, I mean, I, I think I think at times you can just say, "Hey, man, look, we're in an Olympic Village with five hundred thousand condoms. It's an absolute booty fest, and we go out partying. <laughs> we were done. The swim team was done. I was finished, and I went out with these dudes, and we partied. And you know what? I had to pee. And look, I was being I was stupid. We were joking around. I ripped the sign off the wall. I shouldn't have done it. And then the security guards in my face. Look, we're in a foreign country." I don't speak the language. They pointed a gun at me. They demanded money. We had a translator. I gave them money. We got the hell out of there. You're still in the wrong, but at least then, you know what I mean? You're, you yeah. still look bad, and you're still in the wrong, but he absolutely 100% made it so much worse, so much worse, and then he bails out on his buds. Maybe he didn't know everything that was going to happen. It doesn't even matter. It was just a disaster. It was, it was a PR disaster. It was a disaster for him. 
it was a terrible look on the on the U.S. swim team. It was a terrible look on the U.S. Olympic team. Terrible. Ter- it was just all bad. And he made it. He made it all fantastically worse. Two stories about this. Mm. Um, first of all, Lochte could have learned from Steve Harvey that when you make a mistake, huh? you own it right off the bat. And when you own it, guess what? Everybody drops it. Because when he did the Miss, uh, what was it, the Miss Universe thing, and he announced the wrong person to win, right. and he corrected it, and then he he did, he made no excuses. He owned it. Guess what? It was gone within a week. Oh, would have helped. Yeah, you know, don't yeah, don't perpetuate the lie. So um, or the over exaggeration, if you will. Uh, and this one's for Lindy. So on my first Mediterranean cruise in '99, right? We're in. I want to say either Israel or Spain. Spain. It was Spain. And uh, we had been just crushing beers all day long. All day. <laughs> Navy guys, Mediterranean crushing beers. Okay. <laughs> so it's it's 1 a.m. It's mm. coming time that I got to get back to the ship because when you're really low in rank, you have to be back by a certain time. You have a curfew. And... Uh, and he was my, I guess, sponsor or my buddy out there that day. And he's like, no, nah, man, we got to roll. And I was like, yeah, okay. But these other buddies of ours were like, no, nah, man, we're going to go to the whorehouse. Oh, no. And we just looked at each other like, nope, we're going <laughs> back to the boat. Nah. <laughs> so Chris and I go back to the boat. Next morning, those three guys were falsely accused of running over a family and were put in Spanish jail and into the like the American uh, jail with the uh, military over there. Oh no! And didn't come back until like six o'clock the next day. <laughs> that, guy, that guy real quick. <laughs> yeah. And as they were coming yeah. back onto the ship, because the rumors were going all day long oh, about course. what had happened. <laughs> but I saw him walk onto the ship, and one of my buddies looked at me. And goes, "You made the right decision." <laughs> so there are times in life and and lindy thank you for helping me make that right decision that day that when you just gotta think logically and just do the right thing and not do the real stupid stuff you know because it's gonna come back to bite you in the ass i dreamed a dream yes that ryan lochte somehow had enough brain cells <laughs> to do the right thing <laughs> That he would not only <laughs> that he would not only tell the truth and stand up for his brothers in Olympic arms, but that when confronted with these issues, that he would be forthright, forthcoming, and that he would own it. That's right. Thank you, Susan Boyle. <laughs> yes. I haven't heard that in a while. That's kind of fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh. Arnold says yes. <laughs> I dreamed a dream that Ryan Lochte was in Mensa, <laughs> and then I realized only in the movie Idiocracy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I, I just, I just it's totally like that kind of deal. What? Anything we can find a way to, to to send a bag of dicks to Ryan Lochte? Oh my I mean, God! Come that, on now. You, you don't want to do the the glittering spring loaded poop. Oh, I, I'm I'm up for all of it. Let's let's send it all to him. Do you want to do? Do you want to? Do you, do you think the sports brew should sponsor 
Can we get in touch with what's that site's name? Hold on, Rune Days. Can we get in touch with RuneDays.com and send a glittering, <laughs> a glittering spring-loaded bag of dicks <laughs> and poop to Ryan Lochte? <laughs> Is this what you're suggesting, friend? That's a, that's a perfect tie-in, man. Oh my on, gosh! Do it. Well, I tell you, we, we'll we'll have to reach out and say, hey guys, man, we're giving you a lot of pub on a podcast. Uh, exactly. Can you just go ahead and send Mark a bag of dicks just for just as proof of your, <laughs> of your good, as a wedding gift? <laughs> as a wedding gift. <laughs> How many people could say they received a a bag of bag of gummy dicks as a wedding present? Oh my god! Uh, well, hey, look, guys, welcome back to the sports brew. Of course, <laughs> where where we talk about sports and other raging bits of stupidity. Yes. Mm-hmm. By the oh way, fe- fellas, uh, before yeah. Mark gets his second thing, uh, salute salute a clock time. Absolutely. Oh, all right. Yeah. You know what? That's that's true, man. That's legit. Let me tell you. Uh, I'm enjoying uh, a little Captain Morgan and uh, some Coke, of course, and also some of now Richmond's very own Stone IPA. Nice. I do have a glass of water, but that's just for uh, you know when I have to wet the whistle a little bit. What you got there, bro? Well, I'm rocking the Strange Ways Wood Booger, which is like really good. It's a hell of a name. Plus- Hell of a name, but it's actually really good. I love uh, I just crushed a shock top, and I'm also having a glass of wine because Mark inspired me. Oh to my god! Wine. Look at you guys mixing beer and wine. Like I'm doing beer and liquor. Y'all doing beer and oh, actually, Mark, are you drinking beer or just wine? Uh, beer and wine. Beer and wine. Look at you two doing I'm, the I'm, beer and wine. How does that? Was, it, now help me out here. Uh, actually, Mark, go ahead and do your salute clock. What you got, man? You say I'm rocking. A, I know it's a little early for it, but. Uh, New New Belgium pump kick, nice pump, pumpkin ale because I, I love my pumpkin ales and saw it and I was like eh, it's a little early for it but screw it and uh, yeah as I was telling y'all right before the podcast started just kind of uh, I wanted to adapt my my wine taste I uh, I joined a wine club that I think I'll rock with from time to time you don't have to do it every month but just kind of do it whenever you're feeling it and send you four bottles a month and it's reasonably priced so I was like yeah let's do this so join a nice uh, nice reasoning there you go. Nice, a a nice Riesling. There it is. All right. Rieslings are a little sweet for me. I'm not super... I can understand that. I, you know, like, I had a um, I had a sweet phase, and I prefer... You know, I don't drink a lot of soda anymore, uh, but I, I do it with mixed drinks. I mean, obviously, I like some very nice rums. Um, I, don't, I don't do vodka on ice. I'll do whiskey on ice, certain rums on ice, bourbon, you know, depending on how you want to classify some stuff. <laughs> But I, like, if I'm just casually drinking, I like a mixed drink or I like beer, you know what I mean. But I'm I'm a rum and coke guy, or I'm a you mm-hmm. know whiskey and coke guy. I mean that kind of deal, um, and that's enough sweet for me. But when it comes to wine, man, I like those wines. I like hoppy beers, and I like potent, like I like I like a Chianti, for example. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 I like I like a balls out red. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know why that is. And I, for the love, love of Christ, I can't do pumpkin beers. I did see something. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought I remember that. I thought that was yeah. very, very much not your speed. I, I couldn't. I, it's no one thing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to drink it all year round. But for me, it's like going. You know, I know we're not quite at fall yet. I cannot wait for fall weather because the summer humidity has just been so stifling. But uh, but anyway, it's, it's so it's it's not like a nonstop thing. It's not like an always thing for me. But you know, the right time, I I, I love it. Fair enough. I, I I don't know if this was. It has to be a spoof, and I, I saw something flying through my uh, Facebook feed 
the other day, and it was like uh, pumpkin spice Clorox bleach. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that can't be real, man. I did, I, I did not, I did not investigate it further. Hey, uh, if it's on the onion, it has to be true. <laughs> I don't know. If it, I don't know. If it, did Mark? Did you post an article that said a WWE wrestler lived <laughs> at Florida? Uh, that, 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 that was you? terrible, but hilarious. WWE wrestler found alive at forty-four. Found alive at forty-four. That was pretty funny. That's terrible, but fantastic. Yeah, God bless the onion. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Six that's rare. I, I think I would be willing if there was a hoppy pumpkin beer. I'd be willing to try another pumpkin beer, but it would have to be something with some, uh, with some stank on it, because uh, like the pumpkin ales just don't really do it for me. Um, it's like Oktoberfest. Like, like I will drink one Oktoberfest, and that's all I need. You know what I mean? You're not going to see me buy a case of Oktoberfest beers. You're not going to yeah. see me buy a case of pumpkin beer. One. That's it. That's all I need. And uh, it, But if, if it had a little stank and a little hop on it, but a little pumpkin twist, I'd be willing to roll the dice on that. Okay. Maybe. Ultra, ultra ran, random quick aside. Yeah. We were, we're gonna, I feel like we're going to be a little random on this podcast. Probably. Um, well, it is the it is the summer uh, Rio rewind and welcome back. So we'll probably it is, it is. we'll probably be um, very random. I feel like for some reason you've told me before that you you enjoy good uh, Moscow Mule. Am I right or wrong? Uh, I like Moscow Mules. Uh, I like Dark and Stormies. Uh, Moscow Mules are great, and I particularly love them in the Copper Cups. I know I love um, the Copper Cups. Uh, you know, you've heard it here first. You'll be the first two to, to hear this, but I decided, you know, so we're doing the signature cocktails of the wedding. Um, I tried it as a recipe, and I just think it's absolutely amazing. I'm going to do a Tuwaka Mule as my, my drink at the Interesting. wedding. Interesting. It's, it's really, it is freaking good. You're going to have a yeah. lot of very um, well-lubricated individuals at this. Yeah. At this well, uh, I, think, I think that's 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 the goal. It's That's the it, goal, yeah. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, but for the recipe that I did, it was just fantastic. Pour in the tawaka, squeeze a lime out, and you get a lime in it. And then you, you put in the ginger beer on top, and you stir it all up, and it's, oh, it's outstanding. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. I, unfortunately, I, I wish, you know, if it was realistic, I would have the copper copper mugs for everybody, but that would probably be a little much. So there might be <laughs> one, a, of, one of the copper mugs, but it'll be fantastic. A little overkill. Hey, get the copper mugs for yourself and Megan, dude. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Do that. That'd be I, very I nice. am, I am crazy exciting. Uh, you know, I, I'll go ahead and give dude, a shout out, Mister, Mister McGuffin gave uh, Miss Miss Megan and I a, a fantastic wedding gift of a cold brew coffee uh, <laughs> maker, which we are been using all the time and absolutely loving. And then just recently got a uh, a Vitamix from uh, my parents, which we are extremely excited. That's a nice gift. Like. Those things are crazy expensive, dude. <laughs> yeah, they are. It, but it, it, it is. It is, but man, I'm gonna use the hell out of the thing. I'm super excited. They do work Dude. like they do work like a champ, bro. Oh yeah, I figure I'm, I'm not gonna eat any more solid food. <laughs> uh, just to let you know, man, in advance, in advance. I know we haven't uh, we have not given this the sports brew verification yet, uh, but there was an article that I came across, and I've never had this. Mark, I don't know if you have. Shannon, I don't know if you have. But it was on uh, munchies.vice.com, and it was called, mm. the, the headline was just the easiest hangover cure from one of the world's best chefs. And if I mispronounce one of these things, then, you know, tough, sorry. Uh, but it, it, I'm, I'm like, we've never done this. So I really kind of want to know um, if this works really well. And it, you're supposed to mix the following. Fernet, uh, I hope that's not Fernet, but Fernet, uh, creme de menthe, and ice. 
and I, I I've never I don't even know what Fernet or Fernet <laughs> Leonard Fernet is that you? I don't know what Fernet <laughs> is. Uh, I was I've, I've had the cream de menthe. I've I've had that, but and ice. And I'm like, oh my god, that sounds weird. Uh, and it just says, don't be put off by the color of it. <laughs> but I'm really curious. So I think at some point, Mark, if we're doing Tuaka mules, we might want to also prep for the next day. We might want to experiment with this glorious hangover cure. It's possible. And you know what? I almost bet you when you do your secondary bachelor party or maybe your hat trick, ba- I don't know how many bachelor parties you're going to end up having. Uh, one of them, you do the Vegas one. I'd almost guarantee that you can probably find somewhere that'll make that for you. Oh, and sure. I'd be very curious if you got sandblasted out of your gazord one night and you tried this the next day, if you were like, yeah, that that works. <laughs> so you have a, a nice opportunity for some experimentation. Uh, and you know what? I think we ought to charge Mark with the mission to give this a shot. There you go. After he, after he has There's shots, after he has shots to give this a shot. I will say this, Justin. Yeah. When we did the bachelor party, the Moscow Mule was my hangover cure. Dude, well, oh. well, you get a little hair of the dog, which oh, yeah. let's be honest, if you if you really got tore up, a little hair of the dog goes a long way, you know. Yeah, it does. And if you don't know what that is, you're either not old enough yet, or you don't know how to play the sports through drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> Keep drinking. And find out. Keep drinking, and then tomorrow morning when you're like, oh, my head hurts, just drink some more. <laughs> and then yeah. you'll understand. Oh, okay. Then you'll understand. <laughs> oh. Uh, that's what I'm supposed uh, to do. There it is. Ha ha. Anyway, all right. Well, I tell you what, we're 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 o- we're overtime for segment one. So why don't we go in and take a break? Can, can I squeeze yeah. in, squeeze in one more that, that would make sense here? And well, that's what she said. So let, let you know, oh, knock, it, knock it out. All right, just just to go ahead and get over with. I figured you'll appreciate this one. You may have heard about it. Um, it's from like two days ago. This twenty-two-year-old uh, uh, British chef. Uh, you hear about that, that went temporarily deaf after eating the world's hottest noodles. <laughs> Those must have been some hot ass noodles, bro. Uh, is a, a dish with a hundred bird's eye chilies crushed together. It gives it a, a Scoville rating of twenty million. That's so. It's, what it's you know that sounds pretty savage. It's ridiculous. What is the, uh, the what's the Carolina Reaper like? Just I, a, I'd, I'd have to look it up. I mean, it's it's it, it's nowhere near that. I mean, it's 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 ridiculously high. But I mean, that's yeah. But yeah, it's the. By comparison to Tabasco, it's four thousand times stronger than Tabasco. Oh, let me um, see. The Carolina Reaper Scoville is what? I'm, I'm going to pull up this chart that has this. Really, the, the chart's like. <sighs> Give me a chart that's actually legible, you dickbags. <laughs> Carolina Reapers at Scoville heat units is six, one six million. One million to two point two million is your okay. Carolina Reaper range, and you said this was okay. twenty million. Yeah. Pure cap. Look. For reference, pure capsaicin is rated at fifteen to sixteen million. Scoville, yeah. so that means it's stronger than pure capsaicin. Yeah, no wonder that dude went blind or <laughs> deaf, deaf or whatever. Yeah. No wonder it's, it's called it's called the death noodles. Uh, he said after he you know, ate the noodles, he started sweating, became dizzy, had to soak his head in water, and went deaf for about two minutes. It's a, a local dish. Um, uh, somewhere, and you know, it's uh, you 
It says everybody who tried them threw up outside in the drain. Uh, but some of the locals can finish a whole plate, which you like, that's just crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't. He said his mouth was burning for hours afterwards. I'm sure. Uh, I, yeah. Mm. That Mark, horrendous. that reminds me. I have saved one of those ghost face killer chili beers for you for all these years. It's still in the fridge. Like four, four years later, it's still here for you. No. You have to decide. Uh, we have to figure out what it's going to cost to get DSTAT to drink that. Uh, five, bucks. five bucks. Five bucks. Maybe after he gets married. <laughs> I think we got to bring it with us to like to the wedding and before the ceremony. And we're hanging out in the morning, dude. He totally needs to crush that thing. Heard of this idea. I think that's brilliant. No. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a bad idea. We'll just show up with some Carolina Reapers and some Capsaicin. Fair enough. Know. And then we'll just we'll go old school sports brew and just be like, put some honey on that bitch, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just gonna roll, man. We're just gonna roll. No, I, I that's crazy, dude. I'm not messing with death noodles. No. You know. God, no. 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 20, no. 20 no. 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 We're not we're not doing that. Yeah. Mm. That's right, man. Gotta regulate. Yeah, you do. No twenty million Scobills up here in my pothole, dude. Not happening. Eat something that makes me temporarily deaf. That's insane. No, no good. No good. No thank you. Not supposed to happen. Alright, I tell you what, man, let's go ahead and take a break. Uh and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some more of this stuff. And who knows, maybe we just end up BSing the whole time. I don't know. But people that, that are like, Oh man, I haven't been able to hear the sports brewing forever, um, are probably less like, Can you give us like a serious breakdown of Colin Kaepernick and his stand? <laughs> or Colin Kaepernick and his non stand. They're probably more like, Can you just give us a whole bunch of BS and stupidity? <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> we are the sports brew and we can oblige. We can give you a whole bunch of BS and a whole bunch of stupidity. <laughs> Rest assured. And then if you sure send us can. a P.O. box or any kind of address, we can also send you a gummy bag of dicks. <laughs> 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 so look, uh, as always, we are the sports brew. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Brady Lowe's Funnel Cake. No, they're defunct. Um, <laughs> Facebook. Are they? I, I I don't even know anymore, man. I've been I've been checked out for a couple of months. That's why Mark's telling me about Ryan Lochte. Um, and we're saying blame Canada. <laughs> no, uh, it, you know uh, we've got some other ones. LiveSportsCaster.com, Spark, Spark Sports, whatever. Some you know Radio other Blitz. Radio Blitz, and of course the Google Play Store. So yes. keywords uh, at the end of the day, whatever it is that you do, whatever, however you listen to stuff, whether you stream it, whether you download it, whether you, it's the podcast, dude. Keywords sports and brew. Two things that we know you love. Okay, the keywords are not death and noodle. Okay, so you can look up sports and brew. It's okay. You will find us, and we will give you lots of uh, BS and stupidity for your entertainment. <laughs> and we will do that, and we will all continue to do, to do that when we come back on the flip side, sir. All right, be back in just a moment. Yes, sir. Back in action, man. Had to stretch your legs for a couple of minutes, get a little bit of fresh air, and top off those beverages, because you know we're thirsty here at the Sports Brew. <laughs> but that's what we do, friends. So uh, on, on break, we were uh, obviously coming up with random people that we could send uh, you know, glitter bombs and bag, gummy bags of dicks to. <laughs> so <laughs> if you happen to receive one in the next week, it was not from us. <laughs> <laughs> just, of course not. Just, just letting you know. Just letting you know. We would never. We would never do such. A thing. Uh, no, we would never divulge a secret. So I do think it's funny though on uh, RuneDays.com. Like I, I, I'm. <laughs> I think it's great. That there's like this little thing that pops up at the bottom, 
and it's like so and so in Minnesota bought a bag of dicks, <laughs> you know, so and so in North Dakota bought a glitter bomb, so and so in Wyoming bought a spring loaded bag of poop, you know, it's just it's really funny. So anyway, uh, mad props. Clearly, since they're uh, they're they're going to show up in segment two, runedays.com, dot com. Man, we can't. Uh, we're all about it, man. Mark's like no ho, and now we 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 got rune days, man. We need we need <laughs> awesome. We need some promotional uh, glitter bombs going out. Uh, and if, if 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 it could explode into a you know into the sports room like not logo but logo, <laughs> that would be pretty sweet too. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, and, you know, I mean, granted, I mean, we 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 probably aren't you know quite on the scale to get like a you know Coca Cola or Pepsi sponsorship. So it's smart for us to kind of go to these more niche you know, things. So we, That's we, right. we probably need That's to right. start start putting our line out there for uh, yeah. ruindays.com and Noho and things like that. Yeah. yeah well, uh, for Shannon and and me with our offices, we probably could have gotten a endorsement deal with 1-800-GOT-JUNK <laughs> that probably would have worked out pretty well <laughs> dude it's amazing dude 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 how you, much crap you accumulate and stack up in a room oh yeah. my the gosh. only thing we didn't have was a poster of ourselves working at a former job <coughs> Mark <laughs> Mark <coughs> Walgreens poster <coughs> big print <laughs> Do you still have that poster of yourself in your Walgreens like schmock? <laughs> your, yes. Your, oh, absolutely. Oh my god. It's, uh, it's hanging up on my uh, laundry laundry door. That's so hilarious, man. So what? You can eyeball yourself doing laundry all the time. Yeah. I need or to pop in. I need to pop past. Go, say it again. Oh, just just walk walk past and, and yeah. enjoy the view. Are you ever like that a handsome bastard? Oh, every day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really ought to pop back into the Carytown uh, Walgreens and see if they still have a dog bowl with my dogs printed on the side. Because <laughs> they did for years. I'm, oh, ass- yeah. I'm assuming it's still there. Because it's not like somebody's like, man, I really got to take that dog bowl home. I like those two dogs. I'm going to pretend that they're, <laughs> I'm gonna pretend that they're mine. I bet they're still there, but... Uh, yeah, you know, like uh, realistically though, uh, maybe uh, maybe Shannon and I should have reached out to like Miley Cyrus, right? Because you know she could have filmed she could have filmed a sequel to this video <laughs> in our rooms, man. <laughs> like for real. Just saying, man. Just saying. <laughs> I think that would have worked really well. Anyway, as long as as long as we don't get like that, we don't need that in in our offices. Dude, it wouldn't be bad to have a toilet in the office. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I know, like Sarah and I. Uh, obviously, long term, we know we need to move because we need to be in a, a different school district. So we're always kind of looking at houses, and occasionally we're like, "Oh man, look at that one! Look at the backyard there." And, like, one of these houses, I'm like, man, that thing is ugly. I don't like it. But it had, like, this full basement. She was like, you can have a whole floor under the house. And I'm like, that's pretty sweet. And it had a bathroom. It was, like, unfinished. I'm like, I don't even care that it's unfinished. I don't even need a door when I go to poop. That's when you know it's daddy's own. I'm like, I'm all about it, man. That's awesome. None of y'all would be allowed to come down there and poop. (laughs) That's fair. I'd put like a curtain or a magnetic or something. Something would have to like I'd totally like poop block y'all. But for well, me, in my zone, man. If you had a party, it, it, all all bets are off. <laughs> no, I'd all wa- bets are I'd, off. I'd wall it off, point. man. I'd wall it off. And then I'd have pictures of like Mark peeing on my uh, you know, air conditioner again. 
I still have those, by the way. I'm glad Megan didn't ask me for photo submissions for a slideshow because I would have given her, I would have, I would have given her pictures of you drunk in my car and you peeing on my air conditioner outside my house, my, you know, the uh, HVAC unit. You just unleashing, you know, hey man, snakes on a plane. Psst. Up yeah, on well, here. Probably some of my favorites go all the way back to uh, you know, Sarah and Joy's place. Uh, oh my God, some, 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 we had some, some good great times back there. But uh, you know, uh, no matter <laughs> what, I mean, unless there's you know more hidden ones, I'm not thinking of. I think the picture that still will forever bother me or anger me the most is the you know one at Schultz's old place. You know, fucking covered by a Redskins blanket. That, that bitch. But that was so great. <laughs> you were so done, and we totally. <laughs> We totally covered up with the Redskins gear. Such an and asshole. what you didn't see in that picture, he was standing up behind you, chewing with his mouth open. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> you just had no clue. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it, it was a trifecta of Mark Doom. It was, yeah, it was, it was fantastic. So, uh, yeah, clearly this episode is, is denigrating into more BSing and catching up than really anything else. And you, that's okay. You know, we're just. Uh, dip, getting our <clears throat> toes back in the water and just having a little fun, and we'll see where the rest of the night takes us. But clearly, uh, stupidity is more on tap than anything else. And you know what, gentlemen, that's okay. I needed a good laugh. It's been a hard week. You know what I mean? I needed a good laugh. So thank you, thank you very much for uh, providing that. And uh, a quick shout, <clears throat> man. That almost that almost came out as a quick shit out. I was like, I think that's, <laughs> I think that, I think uh, that's a, like ver- verbally or yeah. like an actual. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> check check those skills, no, bro. No, yeah. it, it's not that. <laughs> There's no look, at Mark, Mark, Mark. <laughs> There's no drops of poop in her. Okay. <laughs> There's no drops. There's no, there's no drops of poop in her coming out, man. We're okay. We're okay on that front. No, I mean I almost said it. Not I almost did it. Oh my god, man. Lord knows. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to the basement. Here is the sports brew for y'all. Oh my lord. <clears throat> And if you're listening, take a shot. Take a shot. And if you can't, wait till you get home and then take a shot. You know what, Shannon? I think we can actually dedicate. Remember, remember what I said this song would be. Yes, I and think I'm we, not going to spoil it. Uh, no, it's okay. I think we can actually dedicate that to Ryan Lochte. We called this Mark. We called this drops of stupider. <laughs> 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 and I don't remember the whole backstory. There was a different reason for it to evolve into that. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was anymore. I oh, remember. I, do. I remember I, who it I'm was. Not say it on the air, but I don't remember who it was. No, excuse me. I don't remember why it was, but I remember who it was. <laughs> That's <laughs> for sure. But it was drops <laughs> of stupider. But I think I kind of like drops of poopiter even better. <laughs> I think that's. That's pretty good. That that's a win. That's pretty fun. So anyway, um, no, I wanted to give a little dab to uh, our man, uh, you know, old Todd out there, old tooting out there, old Tutti Fruity. So, who I will be crossing paths with occasionally at my place of employ. So that's going to be really entertaining. But so enjoy your run, sir, and hopefully you didn't laugh so much during this podcast that you totally go drops of poop at her. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, say it. Don't spray it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh my god, yeah, that don't impress me much. Anyway, okay, all right, all right. So we had one. So the big, one of the big summer stories was Lochte, of course. Uh, Mark, you said you had a second one. So if there was one I thing, think, huh? Yes, and, I, and, and you know, our uh, good, good friend, good friend, uh, Mr. Uh, Chris Lindy, mm. he would definitely appreciate this one. But but really, truly, in terms of like just enjoyments, I'd say the next. Well, I mean, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't enjoy the Lochte thing, but you know, I am thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying the you know going out the right way. Big Poppy, just absolutely on fire. I'm just, I'm loving it. I'm, you know, as I think probably all Red, Red Sox fans are uh, wishing they could convince him to not leave and stay for another year with the kind of ball he's playing. But, uh, you know, I'm a Mets fan through and through, but I really hope that, you know, if there's another team, you know, this, the second team I would root the most to have a great ending to their season, and that would be the Red Sox and Big Poppy. The man is just playing baseball at a level that's just incredible. It genuinely is uh, at, at his age. Um, and, you know, he absolutely could do it for another few years, but he, he, I, I have, you know, less than 1% belief that he, he would change his mind. I think he's you know, he, he wants to call it quits, and I, and I respect the hell out of that. Um, I had a moments, you know, a momentary meltdown, I think, uh, in the chat a few weeks back, but then uh, he, he, he looked like he suffered a potentially really bad injury, knocked, oh, the, yeah. knocked the ball off of his shin, and he went down hard, and, and I'm sure, you know, especially, you know, Boston Nation uh, had a, a mini, mini heart attack, but uh, he was he was fine the next day. I think he played the next night, and you know, thank goodness. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he's just playing playing some of the best ball I, I've ever seen out of somebody at that age. Well, Is he, he the hardest athlete to hate? He's like, he's top top three, I would think. I I mean, there is nothing to hate about that dude. Like, right. He's just like one of the coolest dudes, one of the coolest athletes I've ever seen. Legendary in the playoffs. Oh yeah. The clutch hitting that dude's ever had in the playoffs is just off the charts. It didn't didn't Big Poppy like randomly like during a, a national anthem or something like he was holding a baby and then he just kept holding a baby during the national anthem. Didn't that happen like one time? It, it wouldn't it's very, shock. Very me. possible. I'm pretty sure. It, Hold it on. wouldn't shock me, man. Oh, the, the, I, I got to Google that because that I could swear I saw that sure. flying through the feed one day. But no, yeah. you, you you make you make great oh, points. Yep. I, mean, I, I love I love highlighting you know, guys. I mean that that you know if he if he didn't want to, uh, he would never have to pay for another drink in Boston the rest of his life, um, ever. <laughs> um, he's uh, no, you know, not at so, all. So so so, so beloved and, and rightfully so by you know. By, by Boston and then the whole state, but you know, but but you know, far beyond as well. I mean, you're you're right. I mean, I think even even you know, New York fans kind of, kind of similar. How I have uh, always, well, yeah, I've always liked him. I've never once hated him. Yeah, likewise. I mean, you know, it's maybe it's easy for me because I'm a Mets fan, so certainly not no no direct correlation. But I, I was going to say, I think even most Yankees fans, you know, would would even admit that you know, if they had to begrudgingly like somebody. Yeah, how could you not? I mean, he's just big, big personality, super happy, super positive. Um, you know, play, play, plays hard. Uh, yeah, just yeah. What, what, what is there to dislike? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I found it, and it was uh, in 2013. It definitely okay. happened. Uh, I found it on uh, it, for the win. I had a link to it, and it was a uh, Red Sox Royals uh, Thursday night game in Kansas City, and old Big Poppy had a fan's baby. An article just says, not for a second, but for the entire national anthem. And just have these pictures of this guy holding a baby. 
And he's got his hat like over his heart or whatever. He's got the baby on the other side, just chilling on him. <laughs> Big old grin on his face, man. Now, it, it, you know, it, there's there's always transcendent athletes that kind of cross over into pop culture and kind of <laughs> media entertainment or are just kind of their persona, their personality is kind of beyond the game. And I think he's one of those guys that, you know, if you're strictly talking about baseball, he certainly has. He can back that up too. But I think who he is his persona transcends the game. The game was his stage, right? For mm-hmm. to, to set that up. And he's just, he's just like a good, like he's the kind of guy to be like, dude, I would love to be at, like if he showed up at one of our chili cookoffs, I would still like to just drink beer and hang out with this dude. You yes. know what I mean? <laughs> and have a good time with him. And he could totally hold God, one yes. of our babies, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no problem. You can totally do it, bro. Um, Probably let him hold, hold them both at the same time. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. certainly could, man. Um, you know, you know who else I can't imagine anybody hating? That's hanging up with A-Rod, man. I mean, who can hate that guy? (laughs) (laughs) I almost think you got to bring up Nas at this point. What? Set out the the gummy bag of Nas? No, hate me now. Oh, Oh my gosh. Him and, uh, who was it? Puff Daddy. Do I I, I have that? Let's see. Hate me now. Somehow I have when I when I type in "hate me now" I get Ben Folds Five, <laughs> Free Bird, and then I don't know how that's tagged that way. And then there's one called Various Artists. This is offensive. Gus and the Snowmen. I don't know if I want to play that. <laughs> no, not <a> clue. <laughs> Genre <laughs> unclassified. <laughs> I think we'll let that go. If it had been he hate me Uh-oh. now, what? <clears throat> you just said it, Justin. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> what did that? Did I say let it go? Yes. <laughs> Inescapable. Even after like a two-month summer break. <laughs> What's the next one or not? No, we can save it. It's, it hit me randomly. Hit me randomly. All right. Because, right. uh, uh, you know. What? What is that? Oh, we don't need Aladdin, a friend like me. No, get off of here, man. <laughs> Go back to let it go. <laughs> there we go. Shannon ought to know all these words by heart. <laughs> He's thinking about it. Bro, in a few years, you will too. Stop. We'll both be sick of it. Look, so as the as the podcast unfolds, like if we say these stuff, you're like the uh, expression police, okay? It's like that, that night at the Mediterranean, man. You go ahead and lindy us and keep us in check. And if we have the if we, if we have the expression, man, go ahead and hit me with your best shot. Let me know, and then we will go ahead and and we'll we'll cue up the soundbite. Okay. All right. That that that's your that's your that's your official duty tonight, man. It's your official duty. Yeah. Hey, as long as we shake off the rust, I'll be okay. See, you weren't supposed to do that. But let's see. Since you went ahead and did it. Shannon, this one goes out to you. Yeah, that's right. And probably anyone, actually, this one not only goes out to you. I had this queued up because I was like, of all the like all the stupid randomness that we had over the course of the summer, like Pokemon Go has been one of those things. And oh, where did it go? <gasps> oh no, did I lose it? Uh oh. Oh no, I have like Facebook War, Michael Phelps gold medals. So did it break free? Shannon, 
slow your roll, dude. <laughs> Shannon's going like like full out, man. Sorry. Oh, Marcus. I know why. It's because I had it in my Facebook Messenger. Uh, so break free. No, shake it off, right? And uh, this was this has been the summer of Pokemon Go. And Lord knows, you know, anything that gets trending and big on the internet is gonna get pornified. And so there was, oh, Lord. there was, there was, uh, uh, is it Brazzers? 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 I don't know how you pronounce that. Uh, whatever. But they created a, a Pokemon Bra Go. Brazzers. Brazzers. Because I would think like Braziers. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I would think. Mark's like, I know how to pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> so, so, so I've heard. I've heard around the block. Yeah. Brazzers. <laughs> Bra <laughs> uh, they created their very, uh, a very first Pokemon Go porn parody, and it was called porn star gotta f them all and it's just like of course there's a you know a pikachu i guess she was probably named pokachu i don't i'm not 100 percent sure <laughs> but it's like of course there was one of those Pikaboo. so yeah peekaboo pikachu pokachu yeah that's right uh so i figured if there was anything that probably deserved a little shake it off as a follow-up for shannon that was probably the one <laughs> it's been a long summer man <laughs> <laughs> of course of course oh my god gotta f them all porn st i mean really pokemon pokemon go porn parody oh my god ridiculous i, I will admit i actually did play some pokemon go and i do have pictures when we were at mark's uh Doing Mark's bachelor party in Wintergreen and doing the 151 tour in in Nelson County. Like I did a play, so I've got like random pictures when like E was driving. I'm in his car. I'm like, oh look, I caught one on the dashboard. <laughs> like I have all kinds of stuff. I just thought it was really entertaining for us to be out getting like blitzed and hanging out for his bachelor party, and then I would play Pokemon Go randomly. It was <laughs> well, very funny. I, I for whatever reason, it was really entertaining it's, it's, it's to me. Very, Go ahead. It's very amusing that uh, uh, Megan's mom is very concerned that uh, apparently the the pagoda where, where we're getting married has become a a massive you know Pokemon Go site, and she's like, "This this shit better turn turn down by the time this, the wedding's around." Turn turn down for what? It's not turning. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think I don't think we're gonna get uh, there's gonna oh, be God. trespass. Uh, you know what I mean? Respectful. I don't think they would, yeah, friends. But uh, I, I think they can, you know, they can not Pokemon. They're not gonna like. It's not like there's gonna be a ceremony and there's gonna be a whole bunch of people running to the pagoda with cell phones while you're doing your nuptials. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> not gonna that. happen. Anyway, yeah. Oh, and just for, just for the sake of the amusement, the, the feedback I had was I have a neighbor who enjoys coming in at like one in the morning and vacuuming because that makes a lot of sense. Okie dokie. There's not like a 1 a.m. vacuum session. That's pretty good. Pretty random. That's extremely <laughs> random. Uh, did we even get to the second thing for the summer? Oh, yes. Did, did that... Bobby. Oh, did... oh, my bad. My bad. Okay, good, good, good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We got redirected into stupidity again. And I think Shock. I, and I think I owed Shannon this one, as we, as we clearly, <laughs> you know, just for for people that have missed us and somehow feel like they haven't heard these songs enough in their lifetime. <laughs> people known as people known as everybody. <laughs> uh, yes, probably. <laughs> but you know, you know how we do, man. We're just gonna keep crushing it. <laughs> we're, dude, we can't stop, won't stop, man. 
Hey, she said balls. Oh, she did. <laughs> hey, where are the white women at? You said balls. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. Great ass. There you go. Oh, fantasy update from Whitfield. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fantasy segment over. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> and I am a motivational speaker. Well, you'll have plenty of time to live in a van down by the river when you're living in a van down by the river. <laughs> Shut the <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Just for good measure, man. It's nice to break oh, some of those back out, isn't it? Of, of course. I, I saw. I saw it. I really was tempted to get it because I love it. I love when you realize like there's certain people you can't read something without reading in their voice. I saw an advertisement and I clicked on it for a big fleece blanket of Chris Farley. It just it was just a picture of him in bed, like pulling up his covers and it says, mm -hmm. "Let me sleep for the love of God." Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you can't look at that and not hear that in his voice. No, that that which, would. Be... Oh God, I miss Chris Farley a lot. But, yeah, uh, the, that'd be great. pretty. That'd be pretty freaking fantastic, man. man. Talking about gone too early, man. Talk about this. Oh God. Woo. Mm. All right, uh, so we got so we got Lochte, we got uh, Big Poppy, Shannon. All right, so we so Mark, we got your two, right? Yes, sir. All right, so uh, again, you know, pretend. Let's just pretend we're just you know, yeah, bros catching up, which is really what we are doing. We're drinking beer, and we're catching up from the summer, and it's like, what what's your, what's your favorite stuff? Your big things? You're like, dude, got to tell you about it. Well, I will say this. Much like Mark went David Ortiz in baseball for basketball, I have to go with Tim Duncan retiring. We had joked about this that we should just say Tim Duncan retired, pause a second, and move on. <laughs> just, just, just because it's so Tim Duncan. But, I mean, we're, we're talking probably about the greatest power forward in the history of basketball. And... He didn't have the fanfare that Kobe had his last year. He didn't have the big press conference, no tears. He simply had a, a letter. And I'm just going to go ahead and read it real quick. It said, if asked to write a script for my 19 years ago, for my career 19 years ago, there is no way I would have been able to dream up this journey. I stand here at the end of this ride and look back in awe of what I've experienced. The wins and losses will be remembered, but what I'll remember most are the people, the fans inside the arena and out, the staffing coaches who pushed me and held me together, the teammates and even opponents who will be lifelong friends, sharing my ups and downs with family and close friends, and most importantly, the snapshots of my kids growing up and reveling and watching dad work. That is what I will cherish the most. Thank you to the city of San Antonio for the love and support over these years. Thank you to the fans all over the world. Much love always, Tim. And that's it. 
There you go. That's his retirement. And so you wouldn't place anybody higher on the list of, of power forwards than I mean, <coughs> you're telling me that Tim Duncan is where it's at. Tim Duncan is where it's at, man. Uh, the man won five championships out of uh, six finals appearances. Oh, dude, really? <laughs> oh, take my me, God. Take me higher, Shannon. Come on, man. Take me higher. And I don't mean like, I don't mean, I don't mean like Afro man. Okay. Not that kind, not that kind of higher. <laughs> not that one. I'm sorry. Like I couldn't resist. I'm like, we haven't dropped like, you know, random Creed references or any of that stuff in a while. So it's like fun to pack some of this in. tickets to that concert? <laughs> Shut your, shut the Creed Nickelback train. <laughs> yeah, so he can get dro- <laughs> he, he can get drops of poopiter. You know what? I you know you know who's gonna open for that show? Who's gonna open? Little in sync. <laughs> the best thing they had going. Oh, and Lenny Kravitz is going to finish it off. So there you go. Oh, dude, we're going to need a lot more wine for this thing, man. So the way, the way this podcast is going, I don't, I don't know, dude. But anyway, no. Uh, all kid, kidding. I kid, but I, I still think that would be like funny if like those all those acts got Creed. together and did like, a concert. And we got <laughs> decent out of ticket. He'd probably like rip it up. I'm trying to remember who else it was. Was it mainly Creed, uh, Nickelback, and Train? Were those the and three primaries? Lenny- and Lenny Kravitz. And Lenny Kravitz. That, that'd be but a hell of a show. You're leaving out. You're leaving out one, the, the top one, which I appreciate. Who? Who are you? Right. I'm not, not going to help you. Really? You know, it's been so long since we recorded. Is it? Uh, oh my God! It's not. Um. Ah, uh, Good Charlotte. There, we yes, go. there it is. Charlotte. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> bud. You, you didn't think I would remember that stuff. Ha ha! <laughs> it took me a while. It's not like I listen to Good Charlotte on the regular. <laughs> you should never listen to Good Charlotte. <laughs> but you will right now. <laughs> oh my god. Mark, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out. We'll give you a little system of a down to wipe that out of your ear holes. Yeah, please. Okay. Just for good measure. Good measure. I, pre- I appreciate that. Looking out for you, bro. Maybe, maybe, maybe I said on one of the podcasts, I had no idea, but that one of the good Charlotte brothers is married to Cameron Diaz. Really? Yeah. That's random as hell. It is random. Okay. But hey, a little toast to um, David Ortiz and uh, Tim Duncan, man. Absolutely. To amazing, amazing careers. And, yeah. yeah. And to good Charlotte dude and... Cameron Diaz, man. The power of love right there. (laughs) Power of bad taste. (laughs) That's all right, man. I'm sure they'll... I'm sure they rickroll each other on the regular. Hey, now. (laughs) Anywho. (laughs) By the the way, by the way, um, the Russian athletes from this Olympic, you know, since I got banned, even the... (laughs) Even... (laughs) Even the Paralympians? <laughs> do, you think, do you think they're going Amy Winehouse, man? I'm just saying. I just hope to the Paralympians they did not say, will your ass out of here. I just hope they didn't do that. 
Oh, I'm man. just, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> anyway, I guess the Paralympians, man, is a little drive-by as they make their exit. Wow. I'm still taking a shower after this podcast. I feel dirty. I'm just concerned why he has so much train in his playlist. You can blame Ryan Lochte. Blame it on the rain. Anyway. Okay, 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 okay. Stupidity, stupidity, stupidity. Man, we have gone we have gone way off the rails, dude. Way off the rails. I don't think there ever were rails. There may have been like rails of, of drinks. Invisible rails. <laughs> um, Donald, Donald Trump tried to build a, a rail but failed. I still think my favorite Donald Trump meme lately has been the one, the Breaking Bad inspired one of Donald Trump's head on the turtle. <laughs> that was killing me, man. That one was great. All right. My oh, okay, okay. Was... Your favorite stuff from the summer, man. Go, Shannon, before we we, we start playing Train again. <laughs> oh, Lord. My, my favorite Donald Trump thing, mm. getting back to that, was from the New Yorker, and it was the uh, Mexican president saying, I made him buy me lunch today. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. All right. Um, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll save it for uh, our last segment. Really? You, you want to jettison out? You're pulling a ripcord? Yeah, they, we're probably over 30 minutes, aren't we? Uh, yeah, we're we're kind of close. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, kind of. We're, right, we're we'll right on the cusp. We're right on the cusp. I'd say we have a five-minute window, and then we got to break, right. and then we could do, you know, <laughs> we can either run long and call it a night, or we can break in a moment and then just have wrap-up. Well, you know, we haven't done anything serious yet, so Hold we on. probably okay. should. <laughs> let's let's okay. do this. Let's do okay. the D-Stat, Twitter Terminator, college okay. lines. And then we'll go to my second thing. So, uh, just second. out of curiosity, so going forward, uh, you know, D. Stat and Mark, uh, D. Stat and Mark, D. Stat bets himself. D. Stat, D. Stat and Shannon, man, uh, for the past couple of years, once college football cr- uh, really cranks up, they have some side bets going on, and so they, they kind of you know have a little competition so you can handle the college games better, which I always think is fun. I don't really mess with ATS or, or gambling, all that stuff when it comes to college football. I'm terrible at it. Uh, what I do think is funny is every time you guys invite me to the college football pick em, I just like pick random crap, <laughs> and I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, anyway, these two, uh, they do pick. They have plays of the week, and uh, they'll be posting that on the Sports Brew wall for perusal, and then some things will come up in discussion uh, during the podcast. So uh, just setting that up. Anyway, Shannon, go ahead. All right. I'm, we're just going to pick a few games. It's the first weekend. Uh, D-Stat, I don't think it's going to lay any like, major money this weekend just because it's the first weekend. You want to kind of get a feel for what everybody's going to do. But we're going to attack some of the bigger games this weekend and uh, see what's going to happen. Okay. Uh, now, before the podcast started, we had picked this game, and I thought it was going to be played tomorrow, but apparently it was played tonight. Uh, we each had Kansas State plus 14 and a half at Stanford. Final score was 26 to 13 Stanford. So Kansas State does cover the 14 and a half. So we did get that going for us. Uh, Bill Snyder, it, it, 
you know, we, we've always talked about Bill Snyder on this podcast. We both love the man, love the coach, good dude. Um, but there you go. There we go. Number three, Oklahoma versus number 15, Houston. It's a quote-unquote neutral site game, but the game's actually in Houston. Uh, the spread has moved up to 12 points. And I will take Houston plus 12 versus the number three team in the nation. What say you, D-Step? Taking Houston the points, too. Like I, I frequently say, uh, very underdog-heavy at the beginning of college college season because I think there's just too high expectations for a lot of these favorites. You know, these young young guns on the you know lesser-known teams, you know, they got a lot of heart, and they, they definitely don't want to get embarrassed. So uh, definitely rocking Houston with the 12. Next up. Up, oh, did Shannon have a technical glitch? Did we lose Shannon's we audio? Oh, oh, yeah, I had a, I had a quick glitch. Did you? You had a quick itch. Sorry, I had a quick <laughs> glitch. Glitch. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, I like your wife, that. glitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was the quickest quickie ever, man. <laughs> hey, you know, boom, boom. That's, a, that's either a, that's All either right. a fade route or a pump and go. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think that's the old pump and go, man. I think so. Just knock it out. That's the, uh, I'm tired, let's get it over with. <laughs> let's, just, let's just bang one out. Peace out, y'all. Okay, I'm man. Taking, I'm taking the under. <laughs> <laughs> so is Shannon. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Uh, before, he, before he had the vasectomy, was he click, click, pull out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's terrible. Let me tell no, you. No, it's not. It's actually funny. That's a throwback, dude. Click, click, pull. Oh, click, click, goodness. pull is one of my all-time favorite Shannonisms, man. Yes. One of my yes. all-time favorite Shannonisms. Wait a second. Wait a second. Here you go, Shannon. Ready? Yes, I'm ready. Click, click, pull. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next game. Oh my God! All right, uh, Georgia versus North Carolina. I've got Georgia minus two and a half. It's almost a pick 'em mm. in a way. I, yeah. I just I'll I'll take the talent of Kirby Smart with the SEC team versus UNC. But I, I this one obviously could go either way. D stat, what do you got? It definitely could go either way. But uh, and I, you know I I I like to be opposite. You know when we can be. But uh, now nah, I got to join in this one. Georgia minus two and a half. I think they get it done. Okay. Um, one of the bigger games this weekend, and I love this game. Absolutely love this game. I hope they'll do it in a year when they're uh, a little bit more established than what they have been over the last couple of years. But USC, Alabama, I just – two of the all-time greatest programs ever. Uh, Alabama at this point has moved up to a 12-point favorite. It's hard to go against Nick Saban. I, I think they win, but USC at the talent positions has just four and five star guys. I think they cover the twelve. I don't know if they win the game, but I do like USC to cover that twelve point spread. D set, what do you got? Um, yeah, I, I actually. I you think know what? That's his fastest time. Our first, first, first opposite. 
I, I, this should be a really could be a really entertaining game, uh, but I'm, I'm going to take Alabama on the points. Okay. All right, next one, I've got the second-ranked team in the nation, Clemson at Auburn. Clemson as a road favorite is a seven-and-a-half-point road favorite. Auburn's had some talented teams in the past, but I think Clemson at this point in time is just more talented, and I will take that seven-and-a-half uh, with Deshaun Watson. I think they have a lot to prove. They, they went toe-to-toe with Alabama in that championship game. Uh, it was their only loss of the season. It was, what, five points in the championship game. I, I think they're pissed, and they want to get back there. Uh, give me Clemson, my seven and a half. Yeah, this should be another fantastic game. And uh, I, I'm the, this probably was the one, main one I went back and forth on, but uh, rocking with you. Clem, Clemson giving the seven and a half on the road. Uh, not, not an easy thing to do on the road against a, a, a talented team. Uh, first week of the season, but I think the talent shows up, and I think they can win by, by 10-plus. Okay. All right. Uh, next one is the Monday night game uh, for Labor Day weekend. Uh, number 11, Ole Miss at number 4, Florida State. Florida State is a four-point favorite. I love me some Dalvin Cook, bro. I, I would say between him Leonard Fournette and Christian McCaffrey, those are probably your three best running backs in the nation. And who was the kid this week that ate with the autistic boy at lunch? What was his name? Uh, I can't remember his name, but what a fantastic story. And just, uh, what, a, what a phenomenal story. And, and in case people missed it, there was an autistic uh, child, middle school, who was eating lunch by himself. Uh, some of the Florida State players were at this middle school. And one of the players, I think his last name is like Randolph. Or it, it's Rudolph. Travis. It's Travis Rudolph. Travis Rudolph. <clears throat> and Travis Rudolph took his lunch over there and actually sat with the kid who was by himself. No one else was there. Uh, just awesome to see that. Uh, just for the both parties there. Uh, not only for Travis, because Travis even said he got a little emotional about it when it when the kid's mom posted that she was so thankful. I, I think that's just great karma there. Give me Florida State minus four at home. Ole Miss is going to be good, but I, I, Florida State's just going to be on the upper echelon this season. Give me Florida State minus four in the first game. Mark? Yeah, I was pretty torn on this one too, but I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm going to go opposite on, the, on this one. Ole Miss plus four, I think they, they make it a really close game and, and might pull the upsets, um, but it, it's, it's going to be a great game. And uh, You're right, Florida State has a lot of talent. Uh, I, you know, a lot of times it's a lot of times I bet heart, heart against Florida State just because I, I don't really like Florida State and typically on the whole. But uh, but uh, should be a really entertaining game. But give me all missing the points. All right. And for our boy Lindy, yeah. he, he's a UMass grad. And they are going to be at the swamp in Florida. Florida is a 36 point favorite. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and uh, just for shiggles, I'm going to say UMass covers it. Florida wins thirty-six to two. UMass gets the safety to cover the spread. I was gonna say, man, I don't even think uh, that that Pokemon porn parody covered that spread. <laughs> uh, just, just for you, Chris, I'll, I'll say UMass covers the spread. Honestly, I don't know how Florida's gonna be this year. Mark, what do you got? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, just uh, can't say I've got too much uh, knowledge or. Or anything back in this, but uh, <laughs> but in honor of our boy Lindy, 
I will I will join you in back in UMass plus thirty six. I'll say Florida's got a, a significant lead going into the fourth and just kind of take it easy on them and they win by thirty. All right. And and for me, my, probably my favorite story of the weekend, maybe of the entire season, uh, and maybe the most important game of the day from just Whoa. the human side is uh, Villanova at Pittsburgh, and the reason is is James Conner. Uh, running back for Pittsburgh, he uh, had cancer, and he has gone through the treatments. He has beaten cancer, and he is playing running back for Pittsburgh this weekend. And honestly, it doesn't matter what the final score is going to be for me. Uh, the fact that the young man, A, survives it, beats it, and is going to get back onto the field to beat cancer... I think it's just probably, for me, just probably one of my favorite stories of the year, just to be able to overcome that. There you go. Just to get back onto the field. I'll, I'll take Pittsburgh to win. I don't. There's no spread on that game. I was looking, couldn't find one. But uh, just just the fact that that young man's going to be on the field, I, that's just so awesome to see. And uh, glad to have you back, James Conner. That's phenomenal stuff. I second that wholeheartedly. All right, Cap. Is that the last one? Yep, that was yeah, it. We're taking it easy this weekend. It's just the first weekend. All right, fair enough. Okay, well, <clears throat> be sure if there's anything uh, relevant on that you want to post on the wall, just knock that out early in the day. Uh, obviously, yeah. I'll, I'll intend to turn this uh, around quickly, manana, but uh, you never know how the mornings go with the little ones. <laughs> Nope. So that's all right. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break, <clears throat> and then we'll we'll just wrap up. <laughs> we'll do a wrap up segment, just like uh, the Olympics. I'm telling you, it, but dude. Except we don't <laughs> we don't have five hundred thousand condoms delivered to our our uh, residents. Uh, although, I, I mean, my God, dude, it's, it's still amazing to me how, <laughs> how how many condoms they go through. Because you know they got to pack some of their own too, dude. In case you need like special varieties, you know, like the old, you know, the old FT or the tickler or whatever else they may happen to, you know, be be down with. It's just insane, dude. Insane. Ironically, Usain Boat used about 20,000 himself. So, you know. <laughs> so it, if, if, if any of those ladies hooked up with Usain Bolt, should they expect anything other than a quickie? <laughs> 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 I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just asking. I mean, fair question, right? <laughs> or Phelps? No, actually, Phelps has a girl. Well, no, he's no, engaged. So. Uh, well, Phelps would have been part of a relay, so you know. <laughs> oh, little gangbang. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the event. Well. Flashback, man. That's terrible. That is pretty terrible. That is pretty terrible. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, well, I guess that's also an applicable, (laughs) oh my gosh, (laughs) relevant song for that one. Anyway, all right. Let's take a quick break. We'll come. We'll come back. We'll wrap up. Then we'll get the hell out of here. Uh, We are the Sports (laughs) Brew. You find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. LiveSportsCaster.com, keyword sports and brew. Oh, my God. Off the rails and stupidity, man. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. It's good to be back. That's right. Woo, woo. 
Woo! Alright, we'll be back in just a moment. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Had to stretch her legs for a couple of minutes, and somehow in that brief span of time, uh, Shannon uploaded some picture of some... I don't know what country she was in, but uh, for the anybody that's like a Game of Thrones fan, man, this is like mega fat fail. And it is like... Um, what is this? Like... Uh, it looks like the one that Regis Philbin hosted. Yeah, who wants, millionaire. Who wants, who wants yeah. to be a millionaire? And so it's like, in the TV series, Game of Thrones, actor Peter Dinklage stars as which character? A, Jamie Lannister, <laughs> B, Jon Snow, C, Tyrion Lannister, or D, Khal Drogo? <laughs> Can you guess which one she has highlighted? <laughs> it is not <laughs> Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> it is Jon <laughs> Snow. So, lady, let me help you. Uh, we haven't done the Peter Dinklage song in a long time. <laughs> How much money did this person make from this absolutely tremendously stupid... It's just a spinning Peter Dinklage, a spinning Tyrion Lannister. Oh, my God. Anyway... Crazy stupid. Hey, Peter should pay him wherever he goes. He should have this guy like do his intro. That'd be pretty sweet, dude. That would have actually been a much better Saturday Night Live bit when he was on it than some of the bits they had on there. That would have been fantastic. They should have paid. They absolutely should have paid tribute to that. That would have been. Uh, that would have been a lot of fun, man. So, sir, are you are you saying some of those segments came up short? <laughs> <laughs> MacGuffin. <laughs> he would totally go like freaking uh what's the movie? Elf where he kicks my ass on that. That's yeah. just uh that's just that's for you. Or he, or he may go Game of Thrones and like like slice me up. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. Anyway. I <laughs> would. Anyway. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> All right, so we have a couple of things we'll get to that are, like, reasonably serious. Uh, a, Teddy Bridgewater, man, that's a tough injury. You hate to see that happen to anybody. Uh, it's not even – and this is one of those classic arguments against the preseason and, you know, some of that stuff. But, you know, the reality is that, you know, professional sports, it, it's, at a, it's at an insanely high level that most people can't even really comprehend what these athletes have to put into – uh, their bodies and practice and reps and studying and everything to be successful, you know, at that level. And you hate to see non-contact injuries and something that's that severe. Uh, certainly feel for for the young man. I mean, look, I, I don't know how good he could be, uh, but it certainly looked like he was trending in the right direction. The, the Vikings had a promising looking season. Uh, solid defense, obviously. AP still rolling. And that's going to be really, really tough sledding for them. Uh, but I feel I feel bad for old Teddy B, man. That that's a tough injury. So I certainly wish him a speedy recovery, which it won't be because it's going to be a hell of a lot of rehab. Mm -hmm. uh, but I hope that he's able to resume his career uh, and that it's not something that uh, really negatively you know impacts him long term. But uh, that's tough sledding. There were a lot of uh, reports flying around, and a lot of fake accounts were tweeting stuff about what was going on, and people were retweeting it. It, it kind of turned into a uh, cascade like a domino effect of Twitter <laughs> ridiculousness, um, but at its core, is a very serious matter, and it's a very serious injury for him. So uh, you know, I, I hope that Bridgewater, you know, heals up and rehabs and get back on field. But it's going to be tough, tough sledding for Minnesota, man, because uh, that backup quarterback position there, 
Slim pickings, bro. <laughs> That's going to be a little rough. Uh, other significant, obviously, quarterback thing would be Tony Romo and his back. Uh, that's obviously uh, also going to be a, a significant impact because you, there is an opportunity space in the NFC East. Uh, clearly, you know, if, if, if you're relatively new to the sports brew, uh, you know, Mark is our resident Giants fan. I'm our resident Redskins fan. Uh, also, I grew up with the Redskins and the Packers, so those are the two teams I pull for. But uh, really, at this point in my life, I just enjoy football. I, I worry less about which team I root for. And I, I worry more about give me good games, give me good stories, and I want to see great players play great. You know what I mean? Uh, that's what I want to see. Fantasy's fun, but you know, the real world, real, real world football is the deal. And I, I, I like great storylines, and I like watching great players be great. And they have to be great on the field, right? Uh, when you're talking about in the context of the game, they can be great off the field for different reasons. Um, if they want to be a social justice warrior, or whatever. But in the context of the game, I want the best players to be on the field playing. So, uh, obviously very tough, uh, for Dallas. Um, you'll see a lot of love for Dak Prescott floating around, but yeah, it's preseason, dude. You got to scale it back a little <laughs> bit. Uh, don't, don't forget that Steve Spurrier, yo, he was pretty good in preseason too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, scale back your expectations a little bit. Um, you know, I've read different things, uh, you know, a lot of football smarts for, uh, for Dak and, um, you know, some limitations with arm strength seems to be the one criticism that comes back out. Um, but it, at that point, it comes down to, you know, how they, how they build the offense around him. Clearly, you expect them to have a very good offensive line, a very good run game. Uh, defense looks suspect. Um, but if they can protect him and he can grow and get some reps and maybe they can just hold, kind of hold the fort, you know, until Romo, uh, until, uh, until that broken bone heals and he can get back on the field. If he can stay on the field, who knows? Uh, those two are really significant are gonna, and are going to have a very, a, a very major impact, not only on the teams, but those divisions and then the NFL races. I think a lot of people uh, really looked at Minnesota kind of as a, a sleeper pick to be able to get in the playoffs and maybe make a little bit of noise. I'm not sure how sexy the Dallas Cowboys pick was, uh, but I do think Prescott's going to be uh, – that's going to be an interesting story to watch how it unfolds. Uh, and if he – you know, maybe comes out of the gate strong. It's going to then be how the defenses adjust once they have actual game film with what's what, what they're trying to do and how they use them. Um, there are certainly weapons at his disposal. And if they scheme it well, they can probably shield him and then set him up for some success. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I work with a lot, of, a lot of Cowboys fans, and they're like, yeah, man, Prescott, woo. I'm like, yo, preseason, dude. Pump the brakes a little bit, man. Pump the brakes a little bit. Let's see when it's, it's, you know, regular season reps, regular season defense, when they're scheming specifically to, to, to go after this guy. Let's see what he looks like. Uh, if, if they're fortunate, he's a quality starter, and you go, okay, at least we have a transition plan from Romo. Um, and then it, you know, it becomes how long is Romo there? How long does he want to play? Do they want to trade him? Can they, can they do that with the contract? Is anybody interested? There's a lot of other things that kind of, uh, you know, shoot out from that, but... Uh, you know, I've said before, and I'll say it again, I don't wish ill will on players. I don't root for injuries. I don't celebrate injuries. You know, it's one of those things occasionally we'll laugh about certain things, we'll make fun of certain things, uh, but I don't root for any of that. And I always, uh, you know, want to see guys recover and get back on the field and finish their career as well as they can. Um, and Rumba's one of those guys. I'm not a Cowboys fan. Again, I said I'm a Redskins fan, but um, I want to see the best players play. You know what I mean? That that's what I want to see them do, because then it settles all the questions. You know what I mean? It settles all the. Could, could you get it done? 
Um, and it's not a matter of health. It's a matter of how you play it on the, on the field in the context of the team in the context of a year and you go. So uh, best wishes for a full recovery for Teddy Bridgewater uh, and certainly for Romo. Uh, we'll see how the Cowboys handle that. But I'm very intrigued by what the Prescott story turns into. Um, yeah, I know you guys watch a little bit more college football than I do. So if you've got any quick impressions with Prescott, I'd, I'd certainly be uh, more than open to hear them. Other than obviously, you know, pump the brakes for the expectations a little bit. He's still a rook. It's that's a don't put too much pressure on this guy, <laughs> and it, mm-hmm. the, it don't blow the roof off with expectations, man. <laughs> I mean, he made he made Mississippi State relevant uh, in the SEC West, which is uh, for a couple of years there was the roughest division in all of college football. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, it's tough to make him relevant. But he he did a really good job. Did a really right. good job against the tough defenses. But uh, you know, tough ACC defense defense versus an NFL defense. It, you know, it's a whole nother monster. It's a whole nother level, dude. And uh, playoffs? Don't talk about <laughs> playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? You know, That's Dallas with a rookie yeah. quarter, rookie quarterback and rookie running back. Yeah. 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 Temper temper the expectations there, Cowboys yeah. fans. I mean, I, I think uh, what you hope to see in, like, you say, Minnesota, and, and, you know, I think Zimmer's a great coach. I really do. Uh, I think Zimmer's a great coach, uh, and he's going to have that team playing hard. I don't know what the heart of Dallas is like. You know what I mean? Like, I have a better feel for how gritty that I think the Vikings will be. I'm mm-hmm. not sure how much grit Dallas has yet. Um, but well, you, you like Zimmer over Garrett. I'll, oh, I'll well, take Zimmer oh, over yeah. Garrett any day. All, all day. Yeah, all day, man. But so we'll kind of see. But that that's definitely going to test the resolve of of both teams in different ways. And I'm pretty sure that um, Romo had an exchange with uh, God uh, Cliff uh, Avril. Avril, Avril, yeah, yeah, Avril, Avril. You know, whatever. <laughs> One of those two things, dude. Uh, garage rude, rude, whatever. Um, <laughs> had an exchange that said, "See you in the playoffs, dude." You know, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. So, and, so are they going to sit together at the house and watch the playoffs? <laughs> He's inviting them down to hang out. Uh, okay. No, I, I expect Seattle to be in the mix. And, you know, it, maybe that'll be the case. But it, you have to be mindful, man. I, I don't know how good the Giants and the Redskins are going to be. I don't have a lot of faith in what the Eagles are. I mean, let's be realistic here. A lot of turnover for them. Uh, maybe they surprise us, but... Uh, really, to me, the NFC East is is boils down to the Giants and and the Redskins. The, the, the Giants, all that money they spent on defense, did it, did it does it make enough of a difference? Um, how good is their O line? How does Eli and that offense look at this point in that offense um, as they make kind of the late stage push in his career? Uh, have you know have the Redskins done enough uh, to deal with the first place schedule? Has Kirk Cousins grown enough to? Uh, really lead that team. I mean, they certainly have some very good pieces. I don't love the offensive line. But, you know, it, it's hard to be a complete team top-bottom. Um, it's just one of those things you got to build for. you got to draft for. you got to build for. You hope the cap, you know, works itself out, and you make smart decisions to do it. Uh, clearly, they, they want to upgrade in some areas, hence this whole thing with Stork, with the Patriots, all that that big. I was so ready to be like, oh, the Stork delivers, except he, you know, failed his physical and is right back out. Uh, so none of that ha- That was a really weird story to follow, by the way. Stork delivered himself right yeah. back. <laughs> delivered, yeah. Return to sender. Um, you know, so some complications there. But I- I'm going to be surprised if the NFC East is anything other than Redskins-Giants coming down, you know, on the back end. But 
if uh, Prescott and the Cowboys can kind of hold serve and maybe just stay even keel and survive, uh, maybe Roma comes back and he can, you know, uh, elevate the team on the back end of the year. But uh, it's going to be really, really tough sledding. But I do wish them both a full uh, and, and, you know, a full recovery, a healthy recovery, get back on the field and, you know, settle it that way, man. Settle it that way. But Zimmer, yeah, Zimmer's a hell of a coach. He's, he's going to have the Vikings fighting hard. Mm-hmm. I absolutely, absolutely believe that. Agreed. So, all right, so th- there's there's kind of two of our serious things, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> where, did, where did you want to go next, Shannon? I, I'll, I'll, I'll drive if you want. You just let me know. I'll, I got all kinds of crap queued up. You know, I was just going to give a tip of the cap to the, uh, the final five, uh, to Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, U.S. men's and women's basketball teams, just some of the gold medals. I, Michael Phelps was just unbelievable oh my God, man. at his age. Both <laughs> my kids did swim team this summer, and we did like two-a-days. Right. And what they did compared to what he has to do on a daily basis it is ridiculous How how hard those Olympic level swimmers work yeah it is unbelievable how much time and effort and practice is put into getting to the olympics and i i can't even describe to you i i think uh what's her um oh the the, the young lady who won an individual gold who had the uh her hands over her mouth simone uh oh, what, simone biles Simone Biles Dude. was on Mike and Mike this morning, uh, and she Biles was talking was a, about what she what she did. And, uh, Biles was um, a beast, man. Biles was a beast. Was, and Katie, who was recruited by Nova, who Townley Haas swam with, by the way. My, my kid was actually recruited by this team that Townley Haas swam with. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying she's going to be an Olympic swimmer, but... <laughs> Daddy's dreaming already, man. Olympic hey, storylines. Hey, they said we want her. So I'm a little little happy about that. Um, nah, time-wise, not. That's good. Money-wise, not. But, <laughs> but everything else-wise, yes. Yeah, that's right. It, it, dare to dream, Shannon. Dare to dream, hey, man. dare to dream. Hey. But uh, just just props to, to all of that hard work that all of those folks have put in. And Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt, man. I mean, it's almost like a time machine with those guys. It's like they've been around forever, and they're still dominating. Yeah, you know, it's funny to think back, and they showed some of the videos with Usain Bolt and, like, his first Olympics when he didn't make it out of, the, like, the that qualifier race. and He was, like, super young. And, you know, some of that really set the stage for who they would be. And, you know, it's training, it's it's contemporary environment, it's the ability to make some endorsements. You know, a lot of these people, maybe they go to one Olympics and, you know, they're, they're not, you know, super famous or anything like that. And, and they move on to other facets of their lives. But, you know, Phelps, Phelps's legacy is, is, I mean, it's swimming. It's what it is, man. I mean, this guy, what are the, he has 23 goals, 28 medals. I mean, it's just obscene. I might be wrong, slightly wrong on the, on the count. I haven't no, looked at the numbers, but um, right. I mean, what an absolutely tremendous accomplishment. 
And, you know, I, people were debating, you know, who's the better Olympian, Phelps or Bolt. I mean, it, it's a different thing. They were like, well, you know, uh, you don't get to run sideways and then backwards. And it, that's fine. That's true. They're different disciplines. I mean, I joked around with somebody and I said, what, you know, the swimming is water track. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's what it is, right? Yeah. It's, it's water track. But, you know, appreciate it for what it is. It's it, it's all tremendously difficult. And if you've never tried to do some of the strokes Go into a pool and go try to like do a decent butterfly or do Dude. a good backstroke. It's a lot harder than you might realize. It the, really is. But um, I don't yeah. want I don't want that to take away from the tremendous accomplishments of Bolt or Phelps or um, what's Katie that? Ledecky. Katie Ledecky I mean, just absolutely destroying. You know, we we were laughing Ooh. about it in the chat. We're like, oh, she's gonna lap people. And next thing you know, I mean, she's a, what was it, the eight hundred. She literally did. Oh my god. Just absolutely demolishing, absolutely demolishing. By the uh, way, the, the best field. meme ever. Well, not the best meme ever, okay. but one of the best memes from the Olympics was somebody had a Wheaties box with her mm-hmm. feet on the cover because <laughs> she was so far. <laughs> nice. That's really funny. I like that. Oh, and and Allison a- Allison Felix. Uh, for her accomplishments, the running diver in front of her, notwithstanding, uh, who now has what more medals than any other female track, Olymp- you know, for U.S. Oh, track. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was there were there were a lot of really good storylines. We didn't record during the Olympics. We didn't uh, record right right after, so we kind of missed our window for that. But uh, a, I want to say, hey man, I, I love the fact that Cubert uh, was there at the opening ceremony on the floor. Mm-hmm. That was the strange. That was one of the weirdest opening ceremonies I think I've ever seen. Best part of that was absolutely the lighting of the cauldron and the uh, uh, the kinetic energy, whatever machine. I forget what it's called, but that uh, that thing with the cauldron was that was the best part. That was fantastic. That was that was beautifully done, and I liked how they had the thing about flight. And I forget the guy's name, but they were like, "Oh, you know, you know, first flight in Brazil," and they were like discounting like the Wright brothers, North Carolina. So it was like. Like there were all these like t- t- tweets floating around, like Dems fighting words from people in North Carolina. I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was really funny, man. That was really funny. But yeah, dude, total Cubert design on some of the uh, some of the floor graphics. I was like, yeah, you can see where they cut the budget here, man. Um, but for all the hiccups and you know all the fears about what it would be, as it usually plays out in the heat of the moment, uh, the Olympics are an enjoyable thing. There's there's so much good competition. There's so many great human interest stories and storylines you have. Whether it's you know U.S. Olympians or you know athletes from around the world that you know make it to various stages, I mean, there's just a ton of it, and I you know I always enjoy it. I actually still have some Olympics left on my DVR that I haven't watched. You know, what do you? I I may not be able to finish the rhythmic gymnastics section. Uh, talk about a pump and go. Um, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah, I still had like uh, you know uh, some volleyball, some basketball, and some other pieces. And I'm just like ah, I just I, it's just so hard to watch it all. I recorded so much stuff, and you know I just it's just fun, man. Um, yeah, they they had some snafus. They couldn't figure out how to you know properly chlorinate the pools for the divers. That was absolutely bizarre. Uh, so there were some things that didn't go perfectly well. But when you walk away from it, I think that was a very enjoyable Olympics. Um, lots of good stories, lots of good humor, which is really most of the time to me, it's not just the competition. It's the stories of the athletes, what they yes. do, what they go through, how they practice, how they overcome, where they started, where they finish, who they are. Um, that paints really the picture of 
the Olympians and of the Olympics. And I thought they did a good job uh, of that. Um, you know, the final five, that was, be- that was beautifully done. Uh, I yeah. like how they set that up. Uh, tremendous. Gabby Douglas got way unnecessary grief for her hair and oh some other stuff. Gosh, Completely unnecessary. Seriously. Um, it, but you know, one of those things, it does you show know you. What? what? That's get off my line. All those people that went after Gabby Douglas, get off my line, bitches. <laughs> Whoa, Shannon throwing down a gauntlet on that. Hopefully that wasn't Mark's get off my lawn segment. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Sorry if that was. But <laughs> oh, no, no, get no. off my lawn yeah. with that bull BS. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, that, that was a oh, lot of my. unnecessary grief. And, and of Ridiculous. course, one of the things I think people get confused at times is they can't separate out legitimate gripes on social media versus trolling and sometimes i think it's just people being a-holes to be funny um but yeah yeah, it was unnecessary man they they did a great job that was a fun story and you know simone biles was essentially one bobbled step away from probably having five gold medals Uh, yeah as an i mean just ridiculous so she had she had four golds and a bronze right um and then you had the uh oh i gotta i gotta think of her name the uh the swimmer the other simone why can't i think of her last name yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google her because she deserves she deserves some props, and I want to be sure I get her last wow, name right. Okay. Oh, Simone Manuel, that that was phenomenal. She crushed it. I mean, there was like I said, there were so her many good stories. Her reaction was one of my favorite. Yeah. Moments. Oh yeah, and th- that's like, she saw that she had won. I, that that for me was an iconic moment. Yeah, oh, yeah. This Olympics. Absolutely precious. Just her reaction. Yeah. I mean, so uh, uh, Phelps face. Absolutely glorious! Oh my God, Phelps' face was great. Uh, that that yes. swimmer Hosu, I mean, she was a she was a machine. Um, I mean, th- there were so many good pieces of it. You know what I mean? So many good pieces mm-hmm. of it. Uh, the final five, absolutely. Phelps' face was pr- was probably like ten years from now. I may forget a lot of stuff from the Rio Olympics, but Phelps' face is all time. <laughs> when you drink a skunk beer. <laughs> yeah. Phelps face Phelps face is going to be an absolute all-timer, man. That that one's never that one's never going away. It was that good. And Twitter was just it was a meltdown, man. That was glorious. <laughs> that was absolutely 100% glorious. You know, we had the whole cupping thing. I saw people like, "Hey, pepperoni pizza back." That was pretty funny. Um, there was just so much, there was so much stuff, but final five, Matt, tip of the cap, Allie Raisman, just incredible job. Spoon Biles, incredible job. I mean, you know, and Whitfield, sorry, man. I know you have this massive man crush on, on Allie Raisman, but, uh, I think you're out of your league, brother. (laughs) Enjoy the, enjoy the daydreams though. Um, but I, I, on a slightly serious note, I do think, uh, when you look at, as far as the gymnastics, and Raisman had beef with this because this cost her before, and it's cost some other people. And that was the uh, the two per country rule that stipulates that only two athletes from each country can progress to the various gymnastics finals. Uh, and that's obviously a, a, a bit of grief because the American team was just that good. Uh, Biles, Raisman, and Gabby Douglas, uh, they had to, you know, really the top three spots in the all around competition. But because yeah. of the way it's set up, you know, Gabby Douglas, who. I mean, she was she was gold, man. Four years ago, man, she she gets booted. I mean, it, it's really amazing to think about that, and uh, that's one of those things. You know, what's the right thing to do? I don't know. You can argue it both ways, man. But it goes to show you how dominant that program is, uh, and and what they accomplished as individuals and then as a team. But yeah, Simone Biles, man, like like a bobbled step on the on the balance beam, man. Just 
one issue and she had nailed that routine over and over and over and she had you know a couple of little missteps and but gymnastics gets gets real tight man real quick but uh love loved it all man i enjoyed every every bit of that every night i came home and we just watched olympics on the dvr mm-hmm. same you know? here our family um, every night man yeah. throw it on the tv and of course they they were loving the swimming because oh, that's all they did all summer was swim team yeah and, uh, just to be able to watch the Olympians do the swimming, um, and, and for myself to really you kind of understand really what's going on, yeah, and to comprehend all the work that had gone into what they have done. Uh, I mean, it, it's a beast. I mean, you you right, like I'm sitting there like screaming at the TV, and the wife and kids are looking at me like, "Can you chill?" I'm like, "No." Shannon, like, ha- Shannon has no chill, man. No, like, no chill. Savage chill, AF. <laughs> Shannon mm-hmm. is woke AF. Hashtag. I, I was Mark's shirt at the bachelor party. <laughs> pretty, pretty good stuff, man. Uh, by the way, Mark, your bachelor party totally did in my radiator in my car. <laughs> that was the end of that. Oh no! So a thousand dollars later for a relay, a fan, and uh, the radiator, and a whole bunch of labor. <laughs> I can drive again. Oh, uh, those mountains. Yeah, those mountains. They, they, they did that thing in, man. Uh, I tell you what, let's let's do this because I, I said I said we would do this early on, and this is these are some of the messages I sent myself over our break about stories that we talk about, and we're not really <laughs> going to talk about them because we don't have the time because we're in wrap up o'clock. But these are some of the stories that I thought we would talk about at different levels, and we just didn't. Uh, so there was the Onion uh, headline: Performers frantically trying to incorporate spewing sewage pipe into Rio opening ceremony. <laughs> that I thought was great. Uh, Tonga's shirtless, muscular, oiled-up flag bearer set the internet on fire. That one was fantastic during the yeah, open ceremony. Yeah, that dude that. was oiled up like, I mean, uh, the the Exxon Valdez was impressed with that guy. The WWE <laughs> was impressed. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I'm surprised America didn't declare war on that dude's chest. There was so much oil <laughs> on it. You know what I mean? It's crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, and, and then we got like the, the NFL hall of fame stuff, which we didn't really get to talk to. I loved Brett Favre's speech, by the way. Um, Excellent. so I had uh, like Tony Dungy hailed as a father leader and also a coach. I loved the stories that he told. I thought that was great, uh, hearing his perspectives about his career and his opportunities and then kind of the players that laid a foundation for him. And I thought that would, I thought he did a, a fantastic job. Uh, with his speech, and he's one of those guys that's really good to reflect on uh, the, his career path and who he became as a personal player and a coach. Um, but but Favre's speech was great, man. That was fun. It you know it's one of those things that reminds me of why I enjoyed him so much as a player. Um, he went crazy long. Of course, of course, he threw it deep. You know, Favre's going to throw it deep at the end, man. You knew that. Uh, just ask Jen Sturgeon. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that was great. I really enjoyed that. That was fun. Some parts of it were raw, very emotional, and it was great to see that. Man, I enjoyed the stories, enjoyed the smiles. But uh, anyway, again, some of the headlines. You know, why does Michael Phelps have purple spots on his back? The whole cupping thing with the Olympics was was very entertaining. Um, and then you get, you get like Hall of Fame game refund policy mentioned. You know, you're doing it wrong when you have to worry about refunding tickets because you can't get the field right. Really, NFL, you can't get a freaking football field right. Big bags of Fs. Uh, I like the Canadian swimmer that flips that, the middle finger to his dad. That was a totally get-off-my-lawn segment. Oh, was that your get-off-my-lawn segment? No, but I'm just saying yeah. the NFL can't get it right, so get off my lawn. Um, get off my fake lawn. Can't get that right. Right. Um, I like the uh, I like the one. This is one of my favorite ones. 
accidental censorship of Olympic divers makes them all look like porn stars. <laughs> that one was glorious. Hashtag free the speedo. So you'd see all the divers walking around and they'd have their scores and it just went over their cross and it just totally looked like they were black bar in their nuts and in their butts. That one was great. Uh, Phelps face, of course. I, I'm not going to worry about that one, but I do like this one. Olympic athletes are swiping right so much. It's more like Rio Deja tender. That one was great. Uh, Simone Manuel, of course. Uh, there was the Michael Jordan, uh, him sending gifts to the autistic pickup uh, basketball player who dresses, who wears the Jordan paraphernalia. That was great. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the Russian diver that got a 0. 0.0. 0. 0.0. Oh, Dean Wormer. <laughs> yeah, got the Dean Wormer when she landed on her back on her dive. That one was great. Nice. Uh, that was pretty funny. The uh, Michael Phelps tying for silver in a 100-meter butterfly, losing to uh, Singapore's Joseph Schooling, and they showed a picture of like this young Joseph Schooling with Michael Phelps. That one was really cool. For me, that's kind of like the torch being handed. Yeah, you know? even that's, that's pretty cool. At least in the race, uh, the uh, the headline: somebody already got an angry Michael Phelps death death stare tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> that one was great. Uh, Kyrie Irving's ridiculous falling alley oop to Kevin Durant. Oh goodness, that play was ridiculous. You know the 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 if you only watch one Olympic interview, it needs to be this. And it was a couple of let me pull it up. And it was Irish rowers, and they just they talked about how they were missing out on celebrations. Uh, if I can do it right, oh my let's, see if I, let's see if I'm gonna pull it up, man. Hold on. <laughs> let's see if I got the right spot. Guys, come here, just quickly, quickly. Many congratulations! What a fantastic performance! Brilliant result. Cheers! Thanks a million. Hi, chaps. Hey, how are you, how are you doing? We'll have to be careful. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, How excited are you? Uh, it's brilliant. You know. Uh, we're Ireland's first Olympic rowing medalist ever, and um, we're so proud to be able to represent Ireland and to come home with a medal. It's unbelievable. Uh, what did you actually think? I don't know, 200 out or so that you might win it. I think uh, since last September we thought we might win it, and um, to come here and we, we really gave it everything we could uh, to come away with a silver medal. We're delighted. And listen, as brothers as well, how, the band of brothers, the bond of brothers. How proud are you to be doing this with your mate? Uh, it's absolutely no for me. It's <laughs> we'll be here again after this, maybe. I know it's fantastic. Yeah, he's a sound lad. So, um, do we get along well together? We have our arguments at times, but um, just fantastic to be up there with um, with him on the podium. And our parents are here as well, watching Lord and family and friends. So it's, what? Uh, it's fantastic. You will have well. You had a great day, and you will have a wonderful night. Many, many congratulations. <laughs> great to, congratulations from all of us. Well. The only bad thing is I don't. It was like an episode. Of, it was like Snatch. I had no idea what they actually said. <laughs> I, might, I might just have to cut that out because I couldn't tell anything of what was going. That's terrible. Anyway, so that segment that that's a fail. Sorry. Um, Give yourself the horn. Yeah, I will. I'm I'm disappointed, but uh, they they were funny. I think they talked about getting some pizza and like random crap in like some of their different interview segments. And since I couldn't find the one we needed, that's just a fail. By the way, the Final Five are campaigning to host Saturday Night Live, and I think they totally should do that. Uh, absolutely. I, I would be a total fan of that. And before I forget, Shannon, uh, for you, I will go ahead and fail myself for pulling up a crappy soundbite uh, in the middle of the wrap-up segment of the podcast, which nobody uh, has had enough to drink to actually understand what the Patty brothers? What the Patty brothers were saying, man. I don't. <laughs> Can you say that with a really thick Irish accent? No. All right. Uh, anyway, let's see. California wildfires threaten grapes with smoke taint. That was one I sent myself. 
<laughs> uh, medical marijuana tampons. That was <laughs> for cramps, of course. <laughs> that would make me laugh. Oh goodness! And then, uh, oh, 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 I do want to raise a glass to uh, the Eagles long snapper. Uh, this might be the the highlight of the, the Eagles season. Uh, John Doran Boss, who's on uh, America's Got Talent, and that dude. I got to tell you what: if you have not, if you're not an America's Got Talent person, that's fine. But uh, Doran Boss is slick, man. He goes up and he's got these like misdirection magic tricks. He's funny, ve- super engaging, very funny. Has an absolutely incredible backstory, some of which is super sad um, and very, very tough. Uh, but uh, speaks very, very much to the character of who he is, how he became who he is, <coughs> why he does magic. And the the people that were around him to help raise him, uh, you know, after all the stuff. And I won't spoil any of that if you're not familiar uh, with him. But I will say, uh, do yourself a favor and look up John Dorenboss, uh, America's Got Talent. Find out a little bit about that guy. Absolutely phenomenal backstory. And he's got some ridiculously incredible uh, magic tricks that he's done uh, and he he's funny he's, he's very up-tempo very funny and he likes misdirection stuff uh, but he did make it to the finals of the show so uh, check that out that's an absolute hoot totally totally well worth your time uh, and and that's good stuff uh, also the Redskins hey man when it's a dumpster fire you actually got to set the dumpster on fire next time there's a whole st- stack of playbooks uh, set the thing set the thing uh, you know aflame would you uh, and lastly one of the last things I sent myself was uh, BrewDog introduces their, fi- uh, their infamous 55% alcohol by volume beer, the end of history to U.S. market. And uh, I don't know if we could do a, an episode of The Brew drinking one of those things, but uh, God bless, I'd be mighty tempted. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't know how much it costs. Mark, uh, maybe your mission, if you choose to accept it, <laughs> is to help us track down some of that stuff. What's it called again? Let me go ahead and pull the thing. The article: Brewdog introduces their infamous fifty-five percent alcohol by volume beer, the end of history. The end of history. Yep. Okay. Yep. Wow. So that's a hell of a beer, bro. 50, I have like a fifteen percent beer that I'll have, and I'll have like eight ounces of it, and it makes me pretty toasty so yeah. i'm kind of scared of that one that's uh that's pretty beast that's pretty beast so but look man that, that's kind of where i'm at that's some of the fun i had with headlines some of the things we didn't necessarily get to um obviously kind of weird that carrie walsh jennings and you know that squad couldn't finish the uh gold medal i think everybody kind of almost took that for granted that they would bag that but um that's okay uh, again a, a tip of the cap to phelps um, a tip of the crap to uh, Lochte. Yeah, blame Canada. Um, and, you know, again, I enjoy the Olympics, man. Those Spice Girls this time around. That's still one of our most listened to episodes ever, by the way. It is. It, which is really <laughs> strange. <laughs> it was just really weird. that the, the Was that London? Yeah, it had to be London. Yes, it was uh, London. London, and, and we wrapped up with the Spice Girls, which was bizarro. And we had a damn good time with it. But that's one of our most listened to episodes. Hey, yep. It is, still to this day remains one of the most listened to podcasts ever. Yeah, so so strange, man. So so strange, but that's all right. Uh, okay, well let's uh, let's go ahead and start uh, wrapping up. We got to get the hell out of here. I did say I, I did want to say this before we 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 bounce out. 
you know, I'm a, I'm a believer in a lot of things when it comes to uh, this nation and to symbology and what we stand for. And I always love a good debate. And the evolution of the Colin Kaepernick story has been pretty fascinating for a lot of reasons. Um, but I'll say this, man. I, I'm a big believer in civil disobedience. I think sometimes it has to be there. Uh, I, don't always, I don't always agree with how somebody does something. But I think when there's a, a, a valid message and a legitimate message to get out, uh, it's at least worth the dialogue and worth listening. And while I don't agree with Kaepernick's methodologies, uh, and I've got my own set of personal beliefs on that, I don't agree with his methodologies. Uh, I certainly support his right to express his opinion. Um, what the what the team does with him is a different issue with the league. Uh, other GMs do with him. If he happens to get cut, th- that's a different issue. Okay, freedom of spe- freedom of speech works itself out in a lot of different ways. Um, but you know, I'm glad that there's been a big dialogue that's come about because of him doing that. Uh, obviously the Sox thing probably blown a little out of proportion, but it's kind of like a weird thing when you have this very serious kind of like statement and what you're trying to do. The Sox thing kind of misdirected and threw off the message. Uh, some of the most level-headed commentary I've heard about Colin Kaepernick has been Dan Patrick. So, uh, obviously we're on the back end of the podcast and we're getting the hell out of here in a minute. So we're not going to delve very deeply into this. Uh, but do yourself a favor if you want to listen to some very level-headed commentary about it. Uh, go to danpatrick.com and, and listen to, to some of what Dan talks about with Colin Kaepernick. Uh, very even, very level-headed, very good discussion about a lot of it. And, you know, again, I, I don't agree with his methodology. Uh, that's certainly not the way I would have approached that. Uh, but that being said, he did garnish a lot of attention. Uh, and it certainly gave him a platform to talk about uh, his position. And, you know, it's one of those things, man people have have laid down their life to give us the right to have that kind of dialogue and to give us the right to protest that way and to give us the right to have things that whether we consider consider it civil disobedience or freedom of speech or whatever and the right to be able to do that this is not about the repercussions that come from his employer this is not about any getting blackballed by the nfl that's a private entity they do what they do but for him to have that ability in today's society, media environment notwithstanding, is something that generations of individuals, black, white, yellow, whatever, have fought for. And that's part of what this country and this flag stand for, is the right to do that. And it's one of the things I find incredibly fascinating, is you can hate this country, right? And people will support your right to hate this country, okay? You can dislike things about what we do. You can dislike things about the systems, whether it's the flag. And look, we're far from perfect as a society, as a country, as a, as a citizenry. We have our issues. But there's a, a, a quote that gets attributed to Voltaire that's not really his, but and it's basically like, I, you know, I, I, I may not agree. I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have it right in front of me. But it's I may not agree with what you say, but I'll, I'll defend to the death your right to say it. And it's that it, that's one of the components of what makes this country so interesting and so unique and so diverse for all of our flaws and all of our warts and all of our misgivings and all of our shortcomings, of which there are many. We have them as individuals. We have them as a as communities. We have them as, a, you know, states. We have them as a society. We have them as a nation. But for all of those flaws, shortcomings and misgivings and issues, there's always this this little like chunk this little piece this always there's always this bubble of hope you know of overcoming and of growing and of doing more and doing better and pushing boundaries 
and having social dialogue and having social commentary. And sometimes the best dialogue and the best commentary is born out of something that we may get hostile or upset or emotional about. And then you take a step back and you let it breathe. You understand the emotion behind it. You understand the bigger picture. And that's something that we can do here that a lot of people in a lot of other countries do not have that gift. They do not have that, that ability. We don't run around beheading people. We don't run around, you know, drowning people in acid and melting their face off, faces off. There's a lot of ugly shit that happens in this world. We have a lot of tremendous gifts as citizens. We have a lot of tremendous gifts as a people. We have a lot of tremendous gifts as a country. Yes, we have flaws, but there's a lot of beauty here too. And I think the symbology that's really important is to understand that part of what we're talking about and part of what symbolizes the country is the ability to espouse that and to breathe that and to express that and to be that. And to be able to work through the differences and the dialogue and the disagreements and roll. You know what I mean? And we're seeing the evolution of that on some scale with Colin Kaepernick. Very interesting story. And it's not even do you it's not even about do you agree with him? It's not even about do you agree with how he has approached it. It's still important that he has the ability to do that in contemporary modern society. What will the repercussions be? We'll see. That's a different issue. But he's got a hell of a platform, and if he wanted to get his message out there, he certainly succeeded in doing that. Tremendous. But if you want a lot of dialogue about it, a lot of thoughts, man, listen to some of the Dan Patrick stuff. Uh, that I thought was really good. And I do have one thing queued up for it. I know it's late. I know we're at the back end, but I did have one thing queued up for it. It's actually Herm Edwards. Let me see if I can find this thing. And I thought this was a tremendous, this is a short piece, but I thought it was a really, really, really good piece on this. Uh, and let me see. Here we go. So we had a couple of, uh, he was on, should have been Mike and Mike this past Friday morning talking about Colin Kaepernick and the rights that his father taught him about as a young man. I'm just going to play this out. Reality, if you allow it. I can remember growing up in the sixties. Okay. And the fashion in was that hairstyle he's wearing now. I had that same hairdo. Okay. I had that hairdo. And I can remember when you went out in the evening at that point in time, leather jackets were cool. But the problem was, if you were black and you wore a leather jacket, the optics were, is this guy a Black Panther? Because that's what the Black Panthers wore. And so, you know, without even having a conversation, people assume that. You know, so I lived this life. Lived it my whole life. I see it. We're in a better place than we were in the 50s and the 60s. Or even when my father was married to my mom, who was a German war bride. They were married. He served in the Army for 27 years, fought in the Korean War and World War II, and because he married a German war bride, he could not get stationed in the South. How about that? Could not get stationed in the South. That's why we ended up in California, to be quite honest. Interracial marriages, you couldn't go in the South and live there. He served our country. He fought for our country. He was in the Army. Okay, so I get it. I get it. I sit here and I get it. I see it. I lived it. And we need to talk about it sometimes. And Colin has taken a step because he's an athlete. People say, just be an athlete. I've always told my athletes this. Your occupation doesn't define who you are as a man. You have every right that every other person has on this earth, regardless of what your occupation is, to speak your mind. And he's done that. Growing up in the 60s. And, and that was a good piece. And I, and I love this chunk, too, right here. He's, my father told me, look, son, he said, your rights have been fought for. I put my life on the line for you 
to live in this country so you would have an opportunity. Opportunities that I didn't receive growing up in the South. So you have the freedom to speak. You have the freedom to ask questions. You can ask people why. You don't, you don't have to just buy into this is the way it is. You can ask why. You have the right to do that. I put my life on the line so you could do that. Don't you ever, don't you ever forget that. Sometimes perception can be people's reality. And I thought, I thought it was a great piece, man. I really like that segment from Herm. And there's, it's a lot of interesting dialogue. And it's late. Again, we're not going to delve very deep into that because we got to get out of here. But it's a very, very layered discussion. There's a lot of pieces to that. The evolution of opinion and how people are looking at it, I think, is really part of the story. It's not just him. Uh, part of the story is him. Part of the story is his message. Part of the story is what he's going to do. And I th- if I remember correctly, I think he said he donated his first million dollars of salary this year to some charitable causes. But um, it's the evolution of the reaction to him. And it's the dialogue that comes out of it. And that's the biggest piece of the story that has yet to be fully fleshed out. So we'll see where that goes. Anywho, that's the deal. Let's go ahead and wrap up and get out of here. So, <laughs> look, it's been fun, guys. I had a great time. It's nice to catch up. It's, it's nice to finally get back on the stick and get uh, get a you know crank out an episode of the brew. Uh, we undoubtedly have a lot of people to make fun of over the course of the season. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> uh, Odell Beckham's hair. Uh, you know. Uh, Cam Newton. Uh, you know, actually, I, I did see one thing that was really funny, and it was uh, God, why can't I think of the dude's name? Oklahoma, um, Nick Saban, and you know he likes little Debbie snacks. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I saw a meme, and I was like, that's so hilarious. And it was called Little Dabby, and it was <laughs> Little Debbie just doing a dab, dude. I, I, th- I thought it was Little Dabby, man. I thought that was great. So. Uh, anyway, look, uh, do, you, do, you, do do all of yourselves a favor and uh, find somebody that tits you off. And, man, send them a glitter everywhere envelope. Uh, I'm not advocating the box of annoying sand or the smelly poop in a box. That may be a step too far. Uh, but uh, certainly have fun with that. And then, uh, I guess, finally, a, a tip of the cap and a little respect and gloss from uh, the sports brew uh, for Gene Wilder, who passed away. Um, certainly, you know, it's one of those things, man. It... it <laughs> If you live long enough, you know, you see a lot of people get older and pass. There's a lot of celebrities, musicians, artists. There's, and there's different levels of significance for a lot of different, a lot of different things. But uh, there's always people that represent slices of your childhood and slices of your life. And there's a different weight to some of them when they pass. Uh, when Robin Williams passed away, you know, that, 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 was, that was a heavy one, right? Um, with Gene Wilder passing, you know, you think about all the things he's been in. Uh, what his life meant, his his body of work as an actor, and then even at the very end, man, some headlines. These stories started coming out about how Gene Wilder kept his Alzheimer's secret, so the kids wouldn't know. So kids wouldn't know that Willy Wonka was sick. Think about that. That's a pretty incredible thing, you know. In reading the story, and this is one that was on Slate dot com, and they talked about at the very end, um, he was eighty three, and this is some some you know content from. His family talk about talking about him, and is a quote. He was 83 and passed, holding our hands with the same tenderness and love he exhibited as long as I can remember. As our hands clutched and he performed one last breath, the music speaker, which was set to random, began began to blare out one of his favorites, Ella Fitzgerald. There is a picture of he and Ella meeting at a London bistro some years ago that are among each of our cherished possessions. 
She was singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow as he was taken away. Where the music makers, we are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. Sincerely, Gene's Kid. And th- that was like one of his favorite songs. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just super crazy, super wild, but certainly a rest in peace and a tip of the cap from the sports brew uh, to Gene Wilder, a life well lived and a legacy that continues well beyond. Shannon? I'm good, bro. I mean, just Gene. <laughs> Blazing Saddles is probably one of my favorite all-time movies. And it's, it's amazing that a movie in the 60s where they make fun of all the races and yet we have the Colin Kaepernick thing going on right now. It just shows that no matter how many things change, some things actually still stay the same. And Hey, where are the white women at? <laughs> you said <laughs> balls. Just saying. <laughs> you know, that was it, for you, it, bro. It's, it's unfortunate. It truly yeah. is. I mean, as much progress as we've made, you know, we're still on some of this stuff, and you know, hopefully, we'll we'll get to the point. Uh, I, I guess Dr. King said it best, where we'll hopefully we'll get to that point someday. But uh, Blazing Saddles and uh, Willy Wonka, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, Ironically, my my oldest tried out for a uh, play this year and got a part as a new Loompa in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So uh, Lily will be playing the part of Noompa Loompa uh, in October for Broken Leg uh, Theater. She can borrow a costume from D-Stat. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Nah, it's pretty wild, man. It's pretty but, wild. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. She got the pl- got the part, and then un- and mm-hmm. unfortunately, like two or three days later, we get the news that he passed away. So yeah. I'm sure that'll uh, attract a lot of attention for people oh, sure that want to go see sure Charlie will. and the Chocolate Factory. So. Mark, uh, were you saying? I don't know, Shannon. Maybe it was you. Somebody said, somebody brought up that some uh, movie theaters are showing some. Uh, Gene Water movies this this coming weekend. Yes, um, I can tell you that the drive-in theater this weekend for Goochland is showing Charlie in a Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, I believe you had one that was showing something else. Uh, yeah, I think it's the 50, 54 AMC's were going to be showing uh, either either Blade Zettles and or uh, Willow Wonka. So. Nice, very, very cool, very man. Cool. Yeah, Absolutely. Give them a little uh, little send off. Give people a little reminder. All right, I'll tell you what, guys. We need to get out of here, man. It is it is time. This has turned into a pretty massive podcast. We got two hours yeah, and 20 man. minutes of uh, stupidity and ridiculousness. So uh, welcome back. Way to get our toes wet again and then blast out a huge chunk of crap for me to flip tomorrow. <laughs> Yay. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's good to see you tomorrow. guys. Maybe next week. No, I'm just no I'll, I'll get it started right tomorrow. <laughs> uh, it's Saturday. I don't have to go to work, and I don't have to deal with those other couple hundred laptops yet. There we go. There it is. But all kidding aside, it was great to catch back up. Great, uh, great to run through some ridiculousness. A little summer real rewind, and dude, football's back. We got college football and NFL cranking back up. It's going to be good times, man. Uh, we are the Sports Brew. As always, you can find us on iTunes, uh, <laughs> LiveSportsCastle.com. Stitcher Radio, look, dude, keyword, sports, and brew, you will find us. We know you love both things. It is all good. Put them together, and you have us. So crank it up, have a little fun, share it, and feel free to tweet at us or 
you know, whatever, man. Uh, it's, if you talk a little smack, we might talk some smack back just for good measure. And uh, hopefully, Mark, <coughs> hopefully your, um, you know, pagoda that your nuptials are at is not a hot and bothered polka stop right in the <laughs> middle of your wedding. Who knows, man? All the trainers will be coming out, man. Maybe there'll be a big Pokemon battle. That'd be pretty hilarious. But no, uh, we'll, we'll uh, look, the groomsmen will be in charge. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of that, bro. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right, we'll take we'll take care of that, man. Uh, anyway, from all of us, all of you, have a great weekend. Enjoy the football, and damn, it is good to be back. So, good night and peace out, friends. Good night. Hey, folks. <laughs>